Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Go! Welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to share with you this breaking news Uh-oh. from Audra. She has recently listened to our episode on The Ruins. Nice. And her thoughts are... Always put on underpants before a shirt. Always. <laughs> I have thought about Pooh that. Who it? You just like every time I've gotten dressed since we recorded that episode. I've and thought, what do you put on no, first? Shirts I or underpants? Never. I would never. <laughs> Always underpants. Always. And Will just went to Mexico on vacation, and I told him not to leave the resort. <laughs> Did he listen to our episode while he was there? Oh, but did he put on pants or underpants first, or what did he do here? Oh, I didn't ask about. I that hope either. he puts on his underpants before his pants, because if he doesn't, that's a weird look. Superman. <laughs> Welcome back to it's the podcast. The Superman. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. I have drama and romance. I forgot. What do I have again? Action adventure. Action adventure. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but me by list our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Carly's pick: music and lyrics from 2007. Yay! This is a good. Time frame 2007, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of good movies came out in that time. Yeah. And this was that gray area where Blockbuster was kind of still a thing. Mm-hmm. I just watched Tony that was documentary. watching the documentary about Blockbuster like two days ago. It was interesting. When I got home from work. It was nice. I watched it. I liked it. <laughs> it made me nostalgic to go there and get like a, it made me... super expensive candy that like cost a dollar at any supermarket, but it was like 10 bucks there because they gave you movie theater prices. I went on eBay and looked up... Uh, Blockbuster cases and tried to find movies that you guys like. Because <laughs> I was like, dude, I, if I could get like Waterworld or Cobra box, I, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be cool as shit. The only one I could find that was close was uh, there was Anaconda. That was the only one I could find. And I was like, nobody loves Anaconda. You like? No. It, Is there a Terminator too? Nah, dude. I looked. There was. There's a lot that. of shitty ones, but because no one's getting rid of Terminator two. <laughs> 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 the kind of people that thought that was cool probably keep are keeping the cool ones. Right. But then I was like, why don't you fake them? How hard would it be to print one of those? Exactly. Off? Why aren't you printing up Terminator two boxes like and saying they're the the one existing if they still exist? Well, that's fraud. You that's illegal. Could you do that. could make it. <laughs> you all could and just sell put it. replica. Yeah, you could say that. It's not, oh yeah, you know. replica. I, no, eBay's kind of weird about putting fake stuff on their website. You mm-hmm. just say replica blockbuster. No, you're not allowed case. to do that. Okay. You're not allowed to sell. But if there is still a blockbuster, they could do. it. Yes. 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 They should absolutely. Or Dish be doing. could do it. Or if they could find the <laughs> software, then it's not. I thought there was like, still a blockbuster in, in Alaska. Run Evidently, there is not. Cases. There was one in Bend, Oregon, when that. they made the documentary. It probably make a good Alaska amount of money. Netflix. But who owns blockbuster now? Because you could just buy the. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Could you get your face off my lap? I'm in my work clothes. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but you look so uh, cute. I don't want to be covered in gross dog. Oh, the dog. I thought you were me. Sorry. All right, hey, so why don't anyway, we talk about this? Speaking of this movie, it is written direct, written and directed by Mark Lawrence, who also wrote and directed Two Weeks Notice and that Christmas movie, Noel, and a couple other things. I didn't see that, but Two Weeks Notice is another really good one. That's the one with Bullock? Anna Kendrick? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we watched As like Santa Claus's yeah. daughter. That sounds and ridiculous. She has to take over because he's yeah. retiring. We I watched think. about twenty minutes of it, and I was like, "I'm I'd, sorry, it's, I'd rather." And I think hang as Bill Santa Claus is retiring, like and his daughter's taking over. So after hundreds of years, he's yeah. And he has sons, but apparently they don't want it. The sons are incompetent. Only a girl could do it. 
don't know. I don't maybe they're it. just not interested in hanging out and making toys for the rest of their life. Well, he doesn't make the toys. He delivers the toys. The elves make the toys. Maybe they don't want to live at the. Moment. I don't know. It depends on which Santa <laughs> cannon you're that. going. Not by. a lot of girls uh, prospects there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think she'd want to do it. Honestly, no one really wants yeah. that job. Like that's such a tough job that you had to get tricked into it. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'll tell you what. A whole Santa Claus about it. <laughs> I know someone who would do it if offered, though. This guy right here, <laughs> so he Tony, could be so he could be immortal. But if that was Santa the trade-off, okay, Santa Claus with Atlanta anymore. She's learned too much. <laughs> <laughs> but Santa Claus isn't immortal. He died. He was well. He did die. But I'm just saying, we're all Not immortal until we die. I rolled such a clatter. So true. I'm just saying, you don't know until you Friends, die. Go back, let's do our Santa Claus episode. This will make a lot. <laughs> I'm going to assume I'm immortal until the day I die, and then I'll be dead and won't know that I'm not. <gasps> Mind blown. That's true. There's a, you don't know if you're immortal until you give that shot. I mean, it's a big leap. It's like a, you don't know if there's life after death until death. So again, big fucking leap. I you have all the faith in the world. Getting a little metaphysical here for, uh, <laughs> is this music and lyrics? <laughs> we didn't do this in the one. Hugh, Hugh Grant makes me think deep thoughts. No. Uh. Well, this movie me is too. starring Hugh Grant. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. This is his From fourth appearance woo, fourth that I could see. One morning, he gets okay. a jacket. Uh, Notting Hill, uh-huh. the gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love actually. Uh-huh. I can't believe I forgot one. about the gentleman. That was my movie. <laughs> but he's, he's so not Hugh Grant in that. In that. <laughs> because he's not Hugh Grant. In this movie, he's, he's playing Hugh Grant. Yes. And that he's, he's acting. Hugh, he's acting in every movie. No, not. No, no. The, oh, my. This is not Hugh Grant, the man. This is Hugh Grant, the romantic lead that's okay. not what he's like in okay. real life i will concede that this is not hugh grant but this is the character he plays in movies not all it's like them. ryan reynolds plays that same character in just about everything schwarzenegger schwarzenegger i Rock, actually Rock. they're all the same character i would argue set. that he has three types of romantic leads that he plays mm. <laughs> here's bronson I thought you were going to give them to us. Okay. So, like, he's She's kind like, of There's got, three. You have to figure them out, though. He's kind of, like, we saw in Notting Hill, he's kind of got, like, the bashful fuck up. The, like, yeah. bumbling. Yes. Yes. And then in this one, he's kind of, like, the rich, competent guy, which he also is in two weeks' notice, but is very different than the bashful, unassuming fuck up. Uh, same in, in Love Actually. Yes. I would mm. say this character reminded me of Nighy from Bill Actually, like uh, Love Actually, like maybe a prequel. <laughs> he, it might have been. He was very similar. And then he's kind of got just not, then he's just kind of got generic dude, where he doesn't really have any flaws, and he doesn't really have any, um, like... He's just a Mary Sue? No, he's just generic dude, like in Four Weddings and a Funeral. There's uh-huh. nothing, he's not flawed, he doesn't have... Yeah. Anything really flawed. He's no, just a Bridget Jones guy. He's just kind of like a dude who meets a girl who likes a girl, but it's kind just of bad dude. timing, and he's just living dude. his life. Maybe another dude. What do you mean, you people? But they're not. But like, he's not as bumbling as he is in Notting Hill, where he has no confidence. He has confidence in himself. Well, hey, who just else like is a dude. All right. Well, Drew Barrymore, welcome back to the podcast for the fifth. Oh Jackets in the mail. I was really surprised. <laughs> okay, how many? What do we got here? Charlie. Unfortunately, Angels. in like two of them, she was in such a bit part, but I still had like, like Scream, the, okay. Scream <laughs> and Batman Forever. Okay, <laughs> that's true. That's still true. Counts. And um, Charlie's Angels. Yep. Confessions of Confessions a Dangerous of Mind. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yep. And this one, this is the yeah. fifth one. Wow. 
I'll have her jacket in the mail. But I was like, well, she gets it right screaming after Scream Batman Forever. I mean, what did she get? A total of ten minutes of screen. But scream, time. scream was a very important role yeah. for yeah. that movie. Yeah. I mean, forever because she was like anybody. a big actress, and they were like, "Look, starring Drew Barrymore," and they killed her off. She right was on the, the poster. Beginning. That was yeah. a real Steven Seagal executive decision kind of. <laughs> yeah, but she was a bit bigger than Steven Seagal was an executive decision. Steven Seagal's never really been a big name actor. Yeah, and, like Steven Seagal's not really packing them in, but Drew Barrymore is. Mm-hmm. I think he probably had a couple years where he was packing them in. Uh, biggest he ever did was Under Siege, which really? is the best mm-hmm. one. Go listen to our episode on Under that's Siege. His biggest movie ever. You think that's his best one? His best movie ever. I also think it's his I best. Like Marked for oh. Death and Above the Law. Um, out for Justice. Out for Justice. Kill- it, first of all, he has the worst fake Brooklyn accent I've ever well, heard. In my so life. why does that make that his best one? <laughs> because it is so bad. It is the bad. most entertaining. Like he starts running, you're like, that's how a grown man runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does run funny. I have to say, I do. I do not find <laughs> movies so bad they're good. I either like them or I don't. I can't find that kind of nonsense so hilarious that it makes me love a movie. No, I just well, she either like it or hate I don't. Things. I don't. I like, don't. I started watching cannot. this TV show called The Royals. Oh my god! And I just finally finished up the first season. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm coming back for season two. Thank God, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> like I watched the last two episodes this morning, and I wasn't even watching them. I was just on my phone, like fucking. I'm getting through this. It was like me with Jupiter uh, ascending. It? Jupiter no. Jupiter rising. Jupiter rising. I watched like an episode and a half. I was like, this I was either is, up or down. I wasn't sure. Terrible. This is. And then it got canceled. So. I've realized I can't watch things where I hate the people in it. Oh, I do that all the time. Uh, I like all the TV like shows the that John watches are people if he met in real life, he would actually want to murder. Like the industry, <laughs> but that's mostly Tony's fault. But because no, like the Royals. I was I was on drugs after knee surgery <laughs> and I had nothing else that's to do. Fine. No, that's fine. No, let's talk about the people. Royals for a second. <laughs> it's about a. It's about a fictional royal family. In, fictional. In why? Okay. why are you watching that? You hate royalty. <laughs> yes. I know. Why is he watching that? <laughs> and this just reinforced that because I don't like the and idea they're all of monarchy. Evil. They're all terrible. And they're all easy to hate, except for one dude who's a total Mary Sue. Like this so dude is bad at nothing, and I hate That's him the most. That's what the latest saying. Watches the whole thing, and I'm like, why do you care about these people? Why are you watching this? These I are awful see bad people. Because I want to happen to oh, well. But he just watched There's all that. the shows he likes, so they're all Dude. terrible people. They're criminals. <laughs> they're fucking. To be fair, with monarchy, people. They don't usually just, end well. <laughs> no, but it doesn't matter. Like, and they all hate each other. I want to. <laughs> I only want to watch stuff like this, like music and lyrics. That is just. That is so. This is more fantasy than Red Sonia. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't happen. <laughs> This is just nice people going about their nice lives with nice things happen to them. I mean, where where the the former famous person, not to get too ahead, (laughs) runs into the most gifted song lyricist ever while she's watering his plants. She's not the most gifted song lyricist ever, but he needs. Really? Did you watch the pop up video at the end? Because I did. (laughs) I read every single one of them. We'll, oh my God. we'll get to that. His eyebrow has gone out of control. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the people's eyebrow? I mean, it's that levels of eyebrowness. You surpassed here Spock right already. I started doing that eyebrow before The Rock was a thing. Because in the I Can't Dance video, Phil Collins did it in 1992, 3. And okay. I, like, I can so do that. He just so gave me then. full on Phil Collins' eyebrow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But people don't recognize that as much. Well, <laughs> apparently they should. <laughs> All right, friends, treat yourself. Go back and to YouTube and look up. I think it was Genesis. <laughs> I can't dance music video. Audra, right now, we'll wait. Audra, please oh, do that. Lord. I'd like to know your thoughts on the Phil Collins oh. eyebrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. it's a great song, and oh. Phil Collins doesn't wear pants for a second. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Elaine is cleaning herself up. I'm going to take her. <laughs> it's funny because Tony's almost said it like three times so far. <laughs> but mine's not hot coffee. I will and at this point, it's lukewarm. Oh, okay. I'm also Brad, very excited that I didn't get a drink. <laughs> Brad Garrett is also oh. in this movie. Yeah. Yep. yep. Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. What else has he been in other than that? I, that's the only one I wrote he's down. But he's done a couple. Him. He's done a couple more big shows. I'll look it up real quick. Like he's probably made enough money off of Raymond alone. <laughs> he's he really great. It. It's like, yeah. I got $200 million. <laughs> oh, my internet doesn't really work in here. Let's see. Well, he was also in... Single Parents for two years, which is another sitcom. Um, sitcom. He's done two sitcoms, I think, since Raymond? Everybody Loves Raymond, where he was in 50-plus episodes. Okay. So, Because I looked at it, I was like, well, I've never seen these well, shows. Some of those sitcoms will run for a little bit, but they don't really do much after they're... They have to go into syndication. You have to get 100 money. episodes. He was in 45 for episodes of Single Parents. And, like uh, Reba. What was the other one? Now I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. Reba, six episodes like of the crazy seasons. ones. Yeah. Are we really going to talk about Reba again? She's a single mom that works real hard. Till death, 81 episodes. Okay. I really I never watched okay. it, but so <laughs> next time we have a milestone, maybe we should all watch the pilot for Reba. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, a quick episode. It would be a fun episode. Oh, we could do like the pilot and episode. the finale or something. Oh my god, to see how she's changed how over the years. How it no, because I know me. I'm going to be like, well, what the fuck happened between me and here? Who are these people? <laughs> And now, and now you and Tony will be watching all of Reba. It's a trap. (laughs) I can't wait to hate watch Reba. You won't hate watch Reba. Oh, man. She is delightful. Like, her her name should be fancy. Her name should be fancy in this. You also may recognize um, Haley Bennett as Cora. I did recognize her. The Magnificent Seven, the Equalizer. The Magnificent Seven, that's where she's from. I was like, I know her from somewhere. And I was too lazy to look it up. Because I was already past that portion of my watching and IMDb. I instantly recognized her. Another thing about Reba... Is, uh, oh my god! You, you, one thing you will enjoy Sorry, about listener. it. One thing you will enjoy about it, because this is why me and my friend got wrapped up in it. The one thing. Well, pay attention. Is trying to figure out what's going on behind the scenes, because she has this huge, like five bedroom house. She doesn't have a job, <laughs> and her and her husband's a dentist. Her kind ex-husband of. who lives next door. Yeah. And has kids and a wife. Sometimes only a part-time dentist. And so there's, there's like, lots of stuff going on. We're like, is she selling drugs? <laughs> but she is of, fancy. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes on that show. Well, fan- Oh. And Dude, his- don't do that to me. All right. I love that song. You also may have recognized, welcome back to the podcast, Matthew Morrison, who everybody knows from Glee, but he was in Playing It Cool. <laughs> I don't know what he was in Playing It Cool. I've never seen an episode of Glee, and I don't want to break that streak. But, uh... <laughs> First season's okay. Mm. Uh, we also have welcome back to the podcast um zach orth from the other guys he was an accountant in the other guys he's a tv executive in this movie okay um asif mondvi who plays khan in this movie their door don't do it is a cab driver in die hard with a vengeance i like it he's in a lot of stuff he was a pizza guy in spider-man remember he yelled at him Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was gonna make him my favorite tertiary object, <laughs> but because I really enjoyed him. Well, then I'm still down to two. Uh, and, and it's only because of where the play, the movie took place. So he's not one of your. I can't decide what tertiary object to go with. No. Oh, interesting. Chris, I tried Moss to guess. Is there a random no dancer way. on stage. He was also a dancer in Gangster Squad, and all of his movie credits are dancer in <laughs> La, wow. La La She's Land dancer. Like, she I looked up, number four. I looked up every person that had a picture 
<laughs> oh my god that takes a long time i'm not that dedicated yeah. to the cause i feel like if i don't recognize you i don't care yeah <laughs> and then uh, people might recognize the actor who plays colin but he's not really in this movie he's just in the flashback videos but he was in friday night lights and heart of dixie like well that counts a lot of episodes of those shows mm. <laughs> but that's it that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> just heard, those 15 people i've heard both of those shows are really good but i just never got into it no, just you know, I got I got too much time on my hands. There's still time. No, I don't have enough time. <laughs> I got all, all day right. today. Well, you got seven seasons of reboot again. This movie, an estimated budget of forty million dollars, and it made one hundred and forty-six million worldwide. See, that's why they make rom-coms because not all of them hit, but when they do, it costs you know, movie cost. That's peanuts. Forty million dollars is nothing. <laughs> but if you can turn forty into one twenty, well, because half the population of moviegoers are women. <laughs> But they seem to forget 50. that. 50.5%. Yeah. They seem to forget that when they make movies. They don't always make... They make like maybe two movies that they, women might appreciate a year. And it's like... And then they do well. And they're like... That's hey, why... Yeah. Like I do want to point well, out... Is it's always really the same story. I do want to point out... That, that doesn't bother most, them. The most popular book... Kind of book in the world is romance. Mm-hmm. More romances sell more than any other type of fucking book. I believe it. I read it's it. Most popular genre. But then when you go to the bookstore, the romance section is this I big. Know. Why? <laughs> Why? Maybe they're this going... is your top seller. Why don't you give it more space? <laughs> I don't know. This is why people buy books online. Maybe yes. if the books were at the store, your Maybe. biggest sellers would keep you afloat. Well, the head of Barnes and Noble is listening to the podcast. So I was going to say, I'm just maybe saying. that's why that is one of the most popular reading genres because they're not spending enough and making enough movies like this. More people you, would watch these movies and read less books. Last time I was in a bookstore, I got like sick. Like I had like a hard out. You guys were all there. Mm-hmm. Had that allergy thing going. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I walked out. I was fine. Never going to the bookstore again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never? Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never. Ever. Not even to the coffee shop section while Elaine looks for books? Well, that's a whole, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> I'm really? Saying, that's a different store that happens to be located inside of the bookstore. Yeah, I'm really hurt by that. <laughs> it didn't almost kill you, did it? I was allergic to something in that Barnes & Noble. Not that it was the Barnes & Noble's fault, I'm sure, but something in that well, sometimes store. Sometimes they sell a lot of weird stuff. Two candles and all kinds of good shit. I think it was a Star Wars toy. They have the coolest puzzles, too. Yeah, they have good puzzles. Hey, we're like 20 minutes into this. We haven't started. <laughs> all right. Well, it won't take long. We're looking at a 6.5% on IMDb, a 63% tomato meter, a 68% audience score, and that lovely 59% Metacritic. <laughs> Which just got it in. Oh, where's my cred? Reviews? There it Are is. you looking for okay. reviews? I had my picture up, but it was like scroll. I was like, where did it go? Where did it go? <laughs> She's panicking because she doesn't know how her phone works. I mean, things happen. <sighs> it's very early in the day. So I have Patty107 mm-hmm. wrote, leave your kids at the theater. Don't stay with them to watch this. What? Jeesh, Hugh Grant is hitting all-time lows here. This is just boring Hollywood, predictable script stuff. Pathetic. I just went because my 10-year-old wanted to. Who takes their 10-year-old to see this? I don't know. <laughs> Found the cheapening of Buddhism sad. I think that was the point. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that's kind of the point. This is a problem I have with almost every bad review. Why was he dancing like that? Well, that was the point. <laughs> People clearly didn't get it. <laughs> it was a joke. 
You don't think Hugh Grant can dance? We've seen him dance in like six movies. It's just Ugh. a joke. Hugh just doesn't seem to get away from these roles of a dithering something or the other. He's pretty one-dimensional. This is just boring. Um, and uh, where did, I think they said something. Oh, can a choreographer work with him? He does have a nice bum. Well, the choreographer did work with him because the dancing was supposed to be bad. <laughs> I just want to... I think This that, is the problem I have I'm, with almost every bad I'm movie. sorry. Because they missed the irony. One of them was like, do we really believe that this 80s pop star is an Oxford-educated, well-read... I was like, no, actually, he clearly said he hadn't read a book since Teen Beat wrote one about him. So where did you get this well-read... Yeah. <laughs> he just read this He's one read book. one book in 20 because years. Because of her. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! But I'm also, like, did you guys even? One of them said she was the cleaning lady. I'm like, no. She was the plant lady. Clearly, <laughs> plant lady. And you have a plant lady. Was the same thing I said. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I said. Who's a plant lady? I was like, this is <laughs> this is people. the equivalent of the boat maker job for the men. Is yeah, plant lady. You well, have a lady that comes over and sprays your plants with water. I want to say, job. and she had clients. Yeah. <laughs> I have two things to say. First of all. What ten year old wants to see a romantic comedy star Hugh Grant? You. Yeah. I, no. You were 10. No, not when I was ten. Four weddings and a funeral was out around then. What year did that come out? All right, don't hurt me, but I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the one with um I what's quite her name, enjoy right? It. With the wedding and the funeral? Yeah. Yes, with Annie McDowell. That's the one. <laughs> it's it's enjoyable. There's it's four not, of them, right? It's not my favorite Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah, but sorry. um it's just, it's a bunch of short you know, stories and stuff. Also, I mean, he's obviously a character who did what who saved his money when he had money, mm-hmm. and now he's kind of living off some residuals yeah. along with his Knott's Berry Farm money. He, it's not like he's. I mean, he has a nice apartment, but he's been living there a long time. So rich. So he's probably rich enough that he could have a plant lady and, and a dog still, walker. And he still does tours. They talk yeah, about. He probably make money. It's, he probably. He lives off of his touring money, and he has his money from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, he like obviously has money they, left over. They had four or five number one hits, mm-hmm. so they're probably, he gets residuals. I looked it up, I looked it up because I was curious. Now, this is now. I can't look it up for them. Maybe yeah. I could. But they said that a songwriter makes nine cents off of everything. If you and play yeah, the song. And yeah, you have to remember, for all the pop songs, he co-wrote. Yeah. So he's getting money for being in the band and for writing. Except for the last few, because well, what's his name? Well, Colin so took crazy. the last I three tell you, songs uh, they wrote. A friend of mine used to, she had, lived in New York. That was her job, was mm-hmm. to track those kind of things, and it was five cents. Yeah, okay. Like she was like, yeah, every time that they played the song, they got a nickel. Yeah, and apparently like, oh, well, that's not much, but if they play that song... 50 times a day on this station they played on every station it adds up really quick I would also posit so he says that Colin took the last three pop songs they had written together and put them on his solo album that does not mean he did not get paid for right. that work yeah that's that's, that's legal because yeah. if he just all, didn't he just get to song, continue with his, yeah. his career as a singer did not continue yeah. and his solo album flopped yeah. but those that record went sold 8 million copies yeah. so he's got money well, like I said, they said it was nine cents every time the song's played on the radio, every time a CD is sold, and every time anyone performs it at a concert. Mm-hmm. So he's making money, you know. Maybe he's not killing it, but he's he's got plenty of money. He's you know he's not sitting on the corner with a cup. And God forbid they 
throw it in a commercial or some movie as a and he lives in New York and he has an apartment with a separate bedroom it's a, it's a, but it is <laughs> on the other kitchen yeah. but on the other That's hand like five grand a month right there <laughs> it's a one bedroom apartment in New York so it's not like it's huge and you gotta think he's been living there a long time but on the other which side which before the real estate market really boomed <laughs> but on the other side he does have enough money in his mind to employ someone to come water his plants <laughs> so I think so he may be a little delusional about how much he money probably he has has a good amount of money in yeah. his account and he still he doesn't need the money that he's playing at six flags but he still wants to do it because hmm. he wants because yeah. fame is a drug and he did say i was a little older they were a little older but we were very happy to see one another yeah. again. all right You're do you have a good review i do have a good <laughs> review this movie is dinner and dessert whoa <laughs> whoa all that and a bag of chips Music and lyrics has been on the top of my list of must-sees. This person talks about how they felt before they saw it and after. But today I finally got to see the film, and I am thrilled to report that I liked it even better than I had expected, which is a monumental rarity for me. It works on every level from the premise on up. He was born to play the role of Alex Fletcher. Can't think of any other actor who would do it as well as he did. Um, And then I like the last bit of it. There's a line in the film where Fletcher says his music from the 80s was okay, but it wasn't dinner. It was merely dessert. I'm here to tell you that music and lyrics is most definitely dinner with a delicious serving of chocolate creme brulee brought to your table afterwards. (laughs) Wow. I just thought, I liked how they, I like it when they use lines from the movie in their reviews. I wanted a bad review that talked about how this wasn't even edible or something, but I couldn't find one. I, I didn't like most of the bad reviews. <laughs> you know who else I think could uh, do a good job at a role like this? What's his name? Don Cheadle. The Wolverine. Don Cheadle would have killed it. Oh, Hugh no. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's a it's a role for the Hughes. <laughs> I don't know why. He's, he's, he's a really good singer. Him. I'm sorry. I, he would have be you seen a great Don Cheadle washed up. My problem in anything. I love Hugh Jackman, obviously, but my problem with Hugh Jackman is I never buy him being embarrassed. Because because what's his name is British, obviously there's a whole uh-huh. embarrassment world there, and that's a lot of his characters are. Oh my God, he's embarrassed, and you and you mm-hmm. get off on that because it's funny. I never buy Hugh Jackman being embarrassed. Every time I see him doing any kind of embarrassment shit, I'm like he's acting. You know, like I'm always like this is kind of acting. Like he's a six foot like buff just, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's really good looking. He's a million, so yeah. much confidence yeah. that you can't like even he's, believe. He doesn't get embarrassed. He's never had a scandal. His his wife is not famous. She's just a lady that he's mm-hmm. been married to. It's like this guy's never. You know, he, he did gets, have cancer. You know, he did have some some problems, but he could split his pants at the Oscars. Yeah, and, and it would everybody still would be cool. like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like he does no wrong. Like look know? at his underwear. Those are yeah. amazing. Yeah. Nice and refreshing when an actor is just a, du- a good dude instead yeah. of somebody with major mental problems. Yeah. Well, that's because some people have can't handle being famous. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody should be famous. I'd be that guy with a golf club hitting your car. <laughs> I think it's because when you spend your whole life pretending to be somebody else, it's really hard to be a, just a normal, well-adjusted person. Right. Because yeah. obviously, you don't want to be yourself. Right, because mm-hmm. some people can't handle being famous. Like, all of us, it's just too much. And some people can't handle being themselves. Yeah. Some guys they dig too deep into a character, Jared Leto, and they start <laughs> sending inappropriate gifts because they become the character. Method acting they call that. Major mental problems. Yeah, that dude, that dude's got issues. Like I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Like I'd meet him and have a conversation, but hey man, you wanna go out next No, I don't want to hang out with you. Because then you're gonna send used condoms to my house and I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> and you're not used to people doing that to you because you're rich and famous. Yeah. 
Because if you mail me a used condom, you're getting punched in the face. I don't know if those are facts. <laughs> I don't know if any of those are facts. Um, those are my facts. It's his truth. <laughs> my, that's it. My truth. Okay. All right. So this movie opens with a music video for Pop Goes My Heart from 1984. And I stopped and went, I'm going to end it here. It's not getting better than yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what I said. Goes, well, this is going to be my favorite scene. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be the best this movie has to offer. So I'm done. It's funny because this is not my favorite scene. I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's actually either. my favorite scene, but it was it was pretty close. I wonder if yeah. we're all going to have a very similar favorite scene. Probably. Oh. It'll be interesting. Well, well, you know, in about three hours, we'll get to that. <laughs> and it's followed by a where are they now type pitch being given to Alex Fletcher. He was the number two guy from Pop. The lead, Colin, went on to be mega successful with his solo career, his movie star career, and a perfume line. Did they have to pay Wham for all this or what? <laughs> because Wham! With the exclamation point. Really? Yeah. And two of them, one of them becomes super famous, and then there's the other guy. Who's the other guy on Wham? I don't know, but they definitely don't have to pay Wham for... Oh, this is the Wham story. Yeah, but they, they did. Maybe they paid the number two guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not... George Michael doesn't really care. <laughs> All right, one, I don't remember George Michael doing any movies. And two... The Freedom um, video is almost a movie. This is not the only pop duo this fucking has happened to. With this exclamation was, point. Wasn't he the exclamation in, point gives it away. Wasn't he in Gotcha? Who? George Michael? I, no. don't, I don't have any clue. I don't think so. Gotcha with um, uh, Goose? I think so. But he was asked to perform on the Battle of the 80s Has-Beens, which he thought was going to be a, I come on and perform, they come on and perform, people vote, who's the winner? But it turns out... I would rather watch that. I would rather watch that than two (laughs) old people who don't know how to box box. I'm saying... I don't know what everybody's obsession is, but these people are celebrities. Let's see them box. They don't know how to do that. (laughs) Well, you can't learn but to do was it before this, the show starts. I can't remember, but was this around that time that MTV had that show where they would have... Celebrity Death Like wish? the the claymation yeah, box? Celebrity Death celebrity match. Match. <laughs> See, that was different. Which I clearly never watched. Yeah, that, was, that was a joke, but... <laughs> that was played for a joke. It was but they fun. did try to do shit like that back in the 80s. In, in the, in the, in the, they did it. Like, I remember, 90s, 2000s. remember Danny Bonaducci evidently being like a badass. He yeah. was knocking everybody out. It was like, wow, no one saw that coming from the Partridge Family Kid. Yeah. Because he's like, how many songs do I get to perform? And they're like, uh, you only perform if you win. And he's like, win what? <laughs> boxing. He's not going to do that. <laughs> and I guarantee you, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany are not boxing. No. <laughs> so then he goes home, and his manager is at his house, and is like, all right, look, they did not mention boxing on the phone. <laughs> I didn't know it was about boxing, but I have something else. Cora Aston, who's bigger than Britney and Christina, which is a Combined. reference that we get. <laughs> well, they have to lay the groundwork. They're not, they don't have an actual pop star, so they have to put yeah. what her level is. So, like, at the time, I think Britney was it. <laughs> and she said she's bigger than both combined. Yes, dear. it's Britney. Bitch. George Michael has 52 acting credits. Wow. wow. Yeah, but Are there they're, a lot of music they're videos? They're all as himself. <laughs> Okay. Except for two, which are music videos. One, he plays man. And the other one, he plays cab driver. He also has... What range. Eight directing credits. Wow. Well, he's been in one the of which a while. He's George Michael. Someone's going to give him a shot. One of which is the best of Wham. <laughs> and he has 321 soundtrack credits. It's not Wham. It's wow. Wham! Exclamation point. Just... 
I just want to put it out there that. And I just want to put it out there that pop exclamation point is the same as wham exclamation that point. That George Michael did <laughs> not have a super movie famous, career. The other one's the other guy. Every one of his fifty-two acting credits, he is himself. Oh my God! So they changed one thing about the character completely. I'm different. just saying it's not about wham. It's wham. <laughs> All right. So his manager is like Cora Aston wants to do a song with you. I know you're supposed to hate her, and I do. <laughs> Why are you supposed to hate her? Because uh, she's just ridiculous. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you hate her. She's just supposed to be silly. She's not silly. She's ridiculous. Okay. So, she wants to meet him tonight. So, he's like, all right, um, should we do pros and cons? Apparently, this is a thing that they do when things come up. Mm-hmm. I think you should. Pros, she's a huge star. You're going to guaranteed make money. Guaranteed, your name's gonna be in headlines again. Cons in forty years will both be dead. <laughs> it's a good list. But uh, then, as they're talking, a lady arrives, filling in for Jane, his normal plant lady, to water his plants. And uh, all a status right there. I got a plant lady. She puts her stuff on his piano, which he does not like. <laughs> no, and who would do that? Uh, so you're coming in as the replacement plant lady. You don't just start handing your client your stuff and dropping it everywhere you want. <laughs> um, if that was me, I'd be like, get your shit you and get out. You punch her in the face. No. <laughs> that's not know. a punch in the face offense. I, I feel like <laughs> Only she, condoms in the right. she <laughs> clearly doesn't normally do stuff like this. So she's not acting like a person who goes to people's houses and yeah. does still, She's acting like... I'm here for a social call, and I happen to be watering your plants. If you're there for a social call, you don't just put your shit on someone's piano you've never met. Clearly, she doesn't know anything about pianos. (laughs) I would say. It's just a big table right inside his door. It's like a baby grand in there. There's a lot of people who it's a big table right inside their door. (laughs) I would say the whole point of this is that as a female lead in a romantic uh, genre film or book or whatever... It's important that she's quirky and strange. Mm-hmm. They always have the the leads in these kinds of roles always have something that is generally off-putting about them. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point and the reason that women love these things is because you see this woman who most people find strange or off-putting or rude or... And you relate to them. And you relate to them. <laughs> not because I would also put my bag down on your piano, but because I have things about me that are generally turns off. But yet in the end, they find a man that accepts them for who they are and love them. That's the point. And that is why women like these films and men don't. Because it's off-putting to men. Because all you see is, that's my piano. <laughs> well, usually, <laughs> why are you touching my piano? The, usually the woman is clumsy. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't, I'm glad I'm glad glad they didn't do that. No, but she's annoying. definitely oblivious. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a little oblivious. And doesn't shut up. Yeah. But it worked out in her favor. I've been known to be oblivious. But often men don't like these kind of women because they're off-putting. And that's the hope, is that some man will find what most people find off-putting about me and instead endearing. find it endearing <laughs> and love me forever. And they, and Hugh Grant's, they do the same with Hugh Grant. Yeah. He's never this dapper British dude. He's always this, he always looks that way. But then when you see him at his house, he's a bumbling idiot. He's, like, he's kind of a dumb ass, you know, and it's... You know, that's what you know, if if Hugh Grant was on their perfect Hugh Grant and she was on their perfect, you'd be like, I don't want to watch these pretty people fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> they, they have no problems in their lives. You know, that's not interesting, and nobody can relate to that. You know, yeah. necessarily. But Those we are all have something. Mm-hmm. I had guys break up with me because I can't stop laughing. Nah. Well, it's never gonna happen. So if you don't like it, then get it will go away now. <laughs> Tony says he finds it endearing. 
Well, I, yeah. Or he's learned to tune it out completely, which is also fine, which is how I do. I don't even recognize that you're doing it most of the time. Yeah. I don't pay attention for half the time. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> so you were saying. All right. So anyway, she touches a, a cactus <laughs> for some reason and cuts herself, and he doesn't have a first aid kit, so she leaves. This, to me, was like... What? But she said setting she, up her weirdness. She said, I'm a hypochondriac. But she <laughs> but, actually said those words. I, don't, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just dumbfounded that this was happening. But my problem <laughs> with that was it doesn't ever come back. She's, yeah, not a hypo, she's not a hypochondriac. It comes no. back more than once. Does it? Because when Maybe she when she goes to sing on the demo, she's like, I think I'm going into anaphylactic shock or something. Oh, well, and at the restaurant, she says she thinks she's getting a heart murmur or a heart attack or something. Okay. She, she, every time she gets nervous, she brings up some medical problem. So she yes, was nervous and pricked her finger and freaked out? I would out. say no, that, just that you're right, it doesn't come back. <laughs> because when she gets nervous, she has like these weird panic attacks saying she's getting a mur- murmur or whatever. <clears throat> But that's not the same as right. cutting my finger and thinking that it's going to yeah. get infected. I wanted her to be penis. like, oh, I don't want to touch this piano. It's Jeremy or, you know, oh, a little yeah. more, you know, it, Howie Mandelish. It's slightly di- I feel like the writers thought it was the same, but it's yeah. not really. What Hers you is more it. like Munchausen syndrome where mm-hmm. she's making up shit, you know. Oh, I'm having a panic attack. Are you? Because that's pretty visible. It's more like she gets nervous and then... You're like falling over. Yeah, it's a heart attack to you. Every time her heart starts to race, something... Yeah, she gets nervous and thinks it's something serious so that to... So she doesn't have to do whatever it is that she's supposed to be doing. Interesting. So... Alex and Chris, his manager, go meet Cora at the music video shoot. She isn't interested in recording an old song. She's not going to live in the past. It was so long ago. She wants him to write a new song. And she wants to use it at her concert in two weeks when her store opens at Madison Square Garden. And her manager says they want it to be on the new album, so they need it by Friday. And, <laughs> and it needs to be called A Way Back Into Love. It's yes. a lot of demands. <laughs> um, and I don't if you see want the big as, bucks. Yeah, I don't see it as unreasonable. You know? Someone in her position yeah. would... Because they say, I contacted seven other people, so if you don't yeah. do it, don't worry, somebody else will. Yeah. Because now... Yeah. Hey, I need this by this day. Make it happen, and you reach it out, and you yeah. farm it out, and someone this song will will happen with or without you. Yeah. You're, Here's your chance. You're my number one choice. But but I went to seven other people just in case. Because <laughs> it is, needs to be on my new album. I've decided, and that needs to be ready by Friday. Which, so which you know goes and hurt. I'm like, wow, good for her. She's really hedging her bet. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Cara is a smart businesswoman. She mm-hmm. knows she's hot. She knows she needs to strike <laughs> right now. Hit it. My fans like it when I dance. I gotta dance. So as they walk... Yeah, you said we're supposed to hate her when she's a smart woman <laughs> making good choices. It's a conundrum. <laughs> you don't have to wrap, is wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> you don't have... Um, just because she's a smart business person doesn't mean she's a good person. All right, so... There's a lot of business people that are shitty. Most of them are, actually. On the walk home, Chris tells Alex, because Alex is like, I don't... I don't want... I can't do this by Friday. I don't write lyrics. I haven't written lyrics since Colin. He was the only person I ever could write with. And by Friday, I don't even want to try this. It's going to be time-consuming and hard. <laughs> and he's kind of spoiled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his... And Chris is like, look, the thing is, we need you to do this, because our upcoming tour of the state fairs and amusement parks is about half of what we thought it was going to be. Most of your canceled and they're kicking you out of Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. He says a lot of the older groups are coming back. Great adventure only wants you for three days. There's new old acts coming all the time. (laughs) And you know what? 
And when he said that line, I was like, holy shit, he's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. He's like, the Spice Girls might be doing a reunion. He's like, well, that's not my my audience, Ricky Martin. He's like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Because <laughs> he's it was like, oh, wow, they're right. Because yeah. every time, because you don't stay relevant for long. Very yeah. few fans ever do. Yeah. So they hit this circuit. I bet yeah, it's real cutthroat. Of, the days of the Beatles and Rolling Stones are kind of over. <laughs> it's one of those things, too, when you think about it in your mind. It's there's the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. And today starts in 2000 and goes to today. That's <laughs> two decades <laughs> worth of stuff. Well, they, they, they shouldn't do that anymore. They yeah, should. They're going to have to. They're going to have to cut it off at some come point. Come up with a new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> but, the 80s, 90s, and today. Today was 20 years ago. <laughs> Tw- today can drink legally. They need to start <laughs> referencing the aughts and the teens. Yeah. But. But that, that doesn't flow off the tongue like yeah. 80s, 90s, and today. <laughs> yes. And the 80s, well, you got to change some shit up. Yeah. And it's funny because the music has, even within these last 20 years, changed so much that they don't really go with the stuff from, like, the 80s. When you mm-hmm. play them all together, the songs are very different. I know. I really could go for um, uh, Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> yeah. And every time I play playlists all the time for mm-hmm. my students at school, and every time I try to put in, like, 90s hip-hop stuff it's a lot of boy bands and the macarena <laughs> the macarena was huge and for i'm like a barbie 26 girl, and i'm like this is not what i'm thinking about when i'm trying to pull up 90s hip-hop 90s hip-hop was or never been macarena hits. oh pop hits then yeah, yeah. like but hip-hop would be like, like biggie and tupac yeah you don't be playing that but i have kids. to no. i have to try to find music that Wu-Tang i can like, appropriately nah. listen to that's no. why they make kids bop carly oh, God. but kids bop sucks <laughs> yes but it's not for you i know but my students are adults and they recognize the kid one of them liked it but, but the again, rest of them are like what is this then again Cora's singing about she wants to get smashed or whatever yeah yeah this is um and even if you get the clean version a lot of times the subject matter is still inappropriate yeah they just bleep they're it out they're not cussing but they're still talking about sex and drugs yeah. <laughs> they just use different words yeah anyways anyways um, so I love this conversation that they're having though, where they talk about new old ex. When they start singing, I want to befriend you like an He's animal. Like, this, doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't work the same. He's like, you could if you do this, there might even be a spot for you at Disneyland. Whoa! And he's like, oh, don't mess with me now. <laughs> and I like the fact that they're not like his his manager isn't like you could make a comeback. It's like. If you want yeah. to maintain what you got, you got this will help you, and maybe you'll get to do more state fairs, <laughs> not bigger venues. Just which yeah. also not, I, you're headlining. You're not going to be a headliner. You're never going to be back on top, but this can keep you in the middle, floating above the mediocre. <laughs> which is, at which the bottom. is another it's thing. Like, one of the things I like about this movie is, it, at first glance, you're like whatever. But it's actually very well written, and I don't think I've seen another movie with a good manager in it. Mm-hmm. They're always kind of slimy and shitty. Maybe um, Love Actually. Yeah. But usually they're slimy assholes that are always trying to screw people. But he's like, no, no, we, we're not, you know, coming comeback isn't possible. Like, we're friends, yeah. and I'm going to be I'm honest I'm trying to be real you. with you. We've worked together and that's for a really long cool. time. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool character. It's it's a nice change. It's what you hope managers and he's like, I need a lyricist if we're going to really try this. He's like, I got a lyricist. Recently worked with Avril. Avril. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's, that, he's, like, yeah, says, he's like, 
He also says, I can't get you somebody good on short notice, but I can get you somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so this um, lyricist comes over and does not seem to be interested in writing this song for him. He's rather rude. Um, and yeah, he's a prick. He makes funny. He's like, do you want something more poppy? <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm writing it for a pop princess. He's, I want something he's poppy. He's dark. His lyrics are kind of dark. I wrote it down. More angsty. Oh. Alex reads the lyrics, and you can tell that they're they're jarring to him. He's he's not feeling it. It's give it up. I'm a bad hot witch. I look real good, but I'm a nasty bitch. <laughs> I can scream and claw, claw and curdle your blood, but you'll die on your way back into love. Which, these are <laughs> terrible lyrics, but they definitely don't go with the sappy melody that Alex It's is. more like a... Like and you they would don't hear, seem like a song that she would sing. <laughs> well, it's more like it's more like the downslope. Like, like Brittany and, and... What's her name? Christina, Christina wouldn't sing that. But at the, the end of their careers, they sure as hell would. No, oh, Christina, when she became ex Yeah, when she was ex Tina and it's, it's <laughs> Britney, bitch. This is a song for garbage. Or, or garbage, Ooh, yeah. Garbage. Or, or hole. May, or maybe Evanescence. Yeah. yeah. No, hole. This is a Courtney Love song. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a Courtney Love song. She'll sing the fuck out of this. Yeah. As a matter of fact, someone get her on the damn phone. But this is these are lyrics for garbage. Yeah. This is not lyrics Still for Britney. Who I loved. At least yeah. they're singles. Or 10,000 maniacs. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Nope. Robin's Daggers. It could, Alanis <laughs> Morissette is actually more Hearts and Flowers. Like, her first album was very angsty and angry. Jagged Little Pill. all of her subsequent albums are not like that. She was, like, real heavy Lilith Fair in those later albums. She, whatever sound she had in the beginning, she completely lost. Well, she was mad to at Dave Poulier, so... Know. You know, Uncle Joe. No, yeah, Uncle Joe. You ought to know. Yeah, you ought to know, Alanis. I can't believe that's yes. about Dave Collier. It's like, wait, what? But yeah. isn't it ironic, guy from Full House? No. <laughs> so Sophie arrives to take care of the plants again and uh, starts singing to herself and cha- like and continuing with the lyrics while she's spray bottling the plants. Misting. Alex likes hers better than the lyricists. Well, they were much better, but they're less... <laughs> Be they're honest, kinder. the bar was pretty fucking low. Yeah. They're kinder lyrics. She's like, give it well, up. Poppy. I'm a bad hot witch, but with some magic, I just might switch. And and Alex is like, oh, I want to hear more of that. I don't want to hear more of that. Says, <laughs> says, keep going. What's the next line? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's because her music is pop music, and that's what he's trying to write. Whereas what's his name's music is... It's like metal. Edgy. Gr- edgy, yeah. grungy mm-hmm. metal, yeah. which is not what he's trying to write. <laughs> So uh, Alex tries to get her to be his lyricist because the lyricist, the professional one, is like, you people disgust me. And he leaves. And, uh, and she's like, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I'm leaving right now. And he follows her to the elevator. And, and he's like, well, just think about it. And if you want, you can come see me tonight. I'm performing at the oh. Hilton. He says, if you fancy a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is important because he does not... It was a loft, not a laugh. It was a loft. But he's not in denial about what he does and his, like, his level of fame. He knows he's silly. He knows it's ridiculous. And but he's okay. Bills. But it's fine. He's okay with it. He enjoys it. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> he has a good time. I'm not a very good singer, though. So no. I can do the hip movement stuff. But he says, <laughs> if you fancy a laugh, I'm performing tonight at the Hilton. So she goes to babysit her sister Rhonda's kids, 
And when Rhonda and her husband get home, Sophie tells her that she's feeling a little guilty about something. Today she met that dude, Alex Fletcher, from Pop. And he invited her to come see him perform. And she's like, we're going! (laughs) She she yells at her husband, I'm going out. (laughs) She is a super fan. (laughs) If my wife did that, I'd be concerned. Where are you going? (laughs) I can't think of a band I would be that interested in. Wham! I'm not a fan girl. Like, I don't, my I favorite don't. band is Maroon 5. I prefer their older stuff to their newer stuff. And every time they come here in concert, I have gone. Dean Martin. But I'm fine sitting He's on the though. lawn, and I'm not trying to get close to them. And if I heard he was performing, so I would be like, oh, well, I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> it's, like, it's 8.30 already. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite musical artist is Harry Connick Jr., I, you don't go without me. I know. <laughs> but, like, the type of music that I would be... But, like, even if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, oh, man, I really liked you in Hope Floats. I wish you got to do more movies. Yeah, but I'm not... Yeah, I'm not a fan girl. That would be what you say to him? Over yeah. anybody. I'd be like, can you sign any of the six CDs of yours I have in my car? That'd be <laughs> pretty cool. Me, me and Will talk about this a lot. I don't care. And it's just one of the... Not a lot, but Will seems times. like a big Backstreet Boys guy. No, no, it's just more of a... 98 Degrees, dude, get it right. <laughs> Sorry. It's just more of a... Negotiate. It's more of a... Because every once in a while I have to, like, bring him back a little bit because he'd be like, dude, would it be cool to meet Tom Cruise? I was like, what are you going to say to him? <laughs> I wouldn't want to meet Tom Cruise. He seems like a weird uh, yeah, fucking but I'm just saying... <laughs> I bet he's really nice to his fans. I bet he's really nice, but he's a weird fucking Why? dude. But I'm just saying, it's Tony one of those likes things... Brad Pitt, but now he knows he smells. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is so into Scientology, he says, I'm so happy when I meet people because I can tell them how much Scientology can help them. And yeah. that's what he'd want to talk to me about, and that would not go well. I know, that's what of, I'm saying. I know a lot of evangelical Christians about that, I, who are like that too. It's fine, it don't bother me. It bothers the hell out of me. That's what I'm saying with it, is always like, you know, people are always freaking out, they want to meet this one. Well, what are you going to say to them? You know, like, like one time me and Vic were walking through, I may have told you this many times, but we were walking through um, MacArthur, and it was weird because we were walking together, talking, and a dude passed between us. You know how people don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, who the fuck? And it was Alice Cooper. <laughs> and, and I was like, Vic, that's fucking Alice Cooper. And he goes, wow. And I was like, first of all, that's a lot that. of balls. <laughs> I, said, I said, but then it's Alice <laughs> Cooper. And then he, I was people like, dude, move for him. I said, dude, should we say something to him? He goes, I'll give you $100 right now. You name two Alice Cooper songs. So I was like... <laughs> Well, there's School's no out, more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what are you going to say to him? Dude, you're famous. He's like, you're not going to say you're a big fan. You don't know shit about us. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, you're fine. You're right, you're right. And then we, then we got into the elevator, and uh, we're sitting there, and we're like, that wasn't Alice Cooper. That wasn't, it, we were fucking, we must have imagined it. And we're sitting in the elevator, and there's a person with he goes, oh, no, that was Alice Cooper. He's doing a concert here tonight. He's been walking around the mall all day. And we're like, holy shit, it was Alice Cooper. <laughs> I would come back for the concert. Did you come back for the nah. concert? Oh, come on. What's they this? don't know shit about yeah, Alice uh, Cooper. Like I, I know, like, two or three of his songs, but I'm not, like, a super Alice Cooper fan. But yeah, but what else weird. were you doing that day? It was just weird because he walked between us. And we're like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, people don't walk between you because we were, you know, standing. Yeah, they go around. A couple foot, yeah. yeah not him. He, the the, the Dark Lord? He fucking don't see you. That motherfucker will ghost right through your ass. So yesterday I was going to Walmart and this two people were coming and I was trying to get around them. They were moving and I was moving. Oh yeah. And it was like, oh, so finally I went between them and every, we all three of us started laughing because <laughs> no one does that. Yeah. Yeah. Said, I guess I got to go up the middle, and they started laughing. Oh, yeah. I always say we're doing a dance. <laughs> yeah, I say that, too. I would say, normally I buy a drink before I dance with people, and they laugh at that. Because we do the fucking... Because yeah. it happens. You know, in your mind, you just get, yeah. you know, stuck. You both juke the same way. Yeah, yeah but it was funny. And but yeah, weird. now that makes sense. You don't... For me... The Dark Lord himself, huh? That's there are, like, authors I would well. be excited to meet. 
But if I went to a book signing and I met the author, what am I going to say that the 27 people yeah. in front of me in line You're so good. I loved your book. I love your books. Yeah. I read them all. <laughs> okay. Sure That's everybody what every other person I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, if it was like, if it was at like a bar, if I was at a bar and like Tarantino was drinking alone, I might go up to him and go, hey man, and talk to him for like 10 minutes if he wanted. Mm-hmm. We'd talk about writing or she different shit. She would talk shit. about specific yeah. shit. But I'm not going to, you know, but fanboying over people. What is like, that? hey, if you got What's 10 minutes, I'd like to talk about Maybe a picture with, with him might be funny, you know, but, yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, what and are you say? Authors love mean? to hear that you love their books. I'm not yeah. saying that that's right. not true. No, but I, I just feel like I wouldn't have anything original But other than... Exactly. I... I really like your books. I have them all. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. There's a couple of authors I follow where I read their person. They do blogs. Yeah. So I know about their personal life. But it's not like I could say something insightful to Al- Alona Andrews about her knitting. I don't <laughs> knit. If I did knit and I saw her, then I could say, oh, I love your books. And I love knitting too. I just and tried like, that such and such a pattern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was maybe something we could, if there was some other thing we had in common, then then you could spark yeah. a conversation about that because I wouldn't just want to gush for 20 minutes about how I love all their books. Right. How I buy them in E and in yeah. hard copy. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually prefer not to meet some of these people because they say don't meet your heroes because these they're not who you think they're they are. They're not my heroes. To their well, that's just what they're saying. Because I'm sure you know you're like, well, whoever, Tom Cruise, you're like, oh, he's this way in your mind. Yeah. And you meet him, he's not like that. That's, be... And that's why you shouldn't meet your heroes. But the reason we don't care is because they're not our fucking heroes. Yeah, like, like oh, hey, look, Hugh Jackman. Work. Like, you're way too tall to be Wolverine, but he probably gets that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Ryan Reynolds, you know. Ryan Reynolds, They'd probably be funny. How would you, but it's no, just like... I saw Ryan Reynolds and say, hey, man, thanks for putting Deadpool out. Now yeah. I'll keep on going about my day. Exactly. Because I'm sure he gets gushed over all the time, yeah. and I'm sure you wouldn't mind hearing that again. <laughs> so when you were fil- filming Talking Heads... <laughs> Did you want to put those heads on a plate? I just have to know. That would be my nine <laughs> question. Isn't that or no? What is it? No, it's it was, the, voices. the voices. The voices. When you were filming the voices and the heads were dripping, I bet in he your would fridge. stop and have a conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. That. Did you really like every gets time? I, all the every time. time that movie comes up, all I want to think about is why weren't the heads on plates? Can you please tell me why the heads were on plates? Now that kind of stuff, that's different. You know, like, <laughs> he would stop and come back. Yeah. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Those are the kind His of things. His wife is going to be like, oh, shit, here we yeah. go. But those are the, the kind of again. things. Like, All of a sudden, I'm standing next to Blake like Lively going, I know, right? Or if, um, what? Oh, my goodness. Sam Rockwell. We're never getting through this. Oh, I'll be oh, dancing him. I'd be like, Let's I would go ask eat. him. I would say, do they ask you to dance in every movie? Or do you want to dance in every movie? Or is it like, yeah. I'm interested in that. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's you're more interested in. Character choices. In their choices and the stuff that they do. Not, I don't give a shit what Tom Cruise ate for breakfast or what Brad Pitt's doing later, you know, like that kind of shit. But there's oh, Brad like, Pitt's at Starbucks. Yeah, but oh, well, I'm not going there the cool little, The cool yeah. little IMDb question, the cool little, the cool little IMD questions that you've always asked about, you know, you always wondered about. You it's get the that weird answer. If I mess up someone, and be like, did you write all that trivia in IMDb? <laughs> Have you ever Cobra? looked at Cobra? the Have you ever seen that? Who came up with pizza scissors? Yeah, see, that kind of shit. That's pizza cool. scissors, your idea, and do you actually do that as a self-respecting accountant? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of shit they would be probably fine with answering, you know? It's right. not like, hey, man, when's Deadpool 3 coming out? Oh, God, dude, I don't know. <laughs> Why were the heads on plates? <laughs> Friends, all right, no, no, we're going to do this. This is going to be like the GameStop thing. We're all going to band together and we're going to find Ryan Reynolds and ask him why there were no hay plates on the I, heads. You, you probably, should, you probably could just plates. message him. He's pretty open about talking probably, to people. I'm not on I Twitter. Mean, uh, I, I am. I could probably tweet him. Yeah. We'll tweet at him. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, the dog. All right, so they go and Rhonda 
loves it. Like, she's pushing people out of the way. She touches his butt. <laughs> yeah. Now, really does. my first question was, like, why do they think it's okay to touch his butt? And then I remember he's sticking his butt out. Mm-hmm. So I think he's doing it for them to touch. The- yeah. They think it's okay because celebrities aren't real people mm-hmm. and they're only there for me. So mm-hmm. I can talk so I can touch them all I want because they're not real. And I can take pictures That's of them rude. doing anything. Yeah, because yeah I can invade real. their privacy. <laughs> they're not real people. They're for me. But me. if he didn't want them, <laughs> That's he was okay. He could with have it. moved. He could have not been yes. so close he to the edge have, of the stage. I guarantee you this is not the first time it's happened. No, no. he yeah. probably when he gets to that part of the stage and he bends over, they grab it. He knows that. I'm <laughs> sure if he was married. He would not be right up on the edge, but because he's single, like with and um, what was it, Garth? Who's is it, Garth Brooks and who's married Trisha to Faith Hill? That's Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw. Tim McGraw. Is it? Is it? I remember one of them couples. Their husband was on stage and he was dancing, and a girl jumped on stage and grabbed his butt and grabbed his dick, and then she came out and was like, "Are you fucking touching my husband?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, I didn't know she was here." <laughs> like, well, she's gonna come on and do a duet later, but yeah, don't touch my fucking hey, husband's <laughs> dick. Thank you. Uh, we the guitar. What's up now, bitch? <laughs> you gotta think if you're Tim McGraw, you and somebody comes that's up on okay. stage and grabs your penis, you yeah, you can't just like punch her in the face right. and no, chuck her off the can. stage. You, you have to. That's what security, security is yeah. for. Because you are famous, yeah. you have to gently kind of extract yourself so like think of how I don't know what I would do to that that would be a hard thing for me to have to react to in the moment I would punch if you, you have a guitar face, you just but <laughs> back off chick uh, security you're all fired <laughs> you're all but fired but people think they have rights to celebrities oh, yeah. because well, I was thinking, which is not true either They're I don't, just I don't care about anybody that much well, I was, I was uh, Frank watching, died watching some YouTube videos on stuff like this and, and back in the day with fucking the Beatles and monk, even the monkeys and stuff where girls would just grab them and tear their fucking clothes off yeah. and shit I was like good lord they man. did that to Bonnie and Clyde they're corpses Ugh. like they were parading their corpses which was a bad fucking idea yeah. but people were ripping at their dead That's bodies gross. Ugh, it's like people are I got Clyde's terrible. bent people get that weird mob that was mentality and, and then they'll do anything Ugh, it's creepy I mean, anyway how would you be like hey mom know what I did today I got Bonnie's hair yeah. isn't Ew. she dead Yes. I got, I got Paul McCartney's sleeve. No. And then you clean out grandma's closet and you're like, why is there a clump of hair in a plastic bag? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And do you get that in the will and then you're like, fuck, I got the hair. No, you just, find it Jones. In the, you just find it in the bottom of a drawer and or like in a scrapbook and it goes straight in the We're trash. We're an into this podcast, by the way. I know, I know. Sorry. All right. Sorry, because so, it's not going to take long. Afterward, Alex again tries to convince Sophie to be his lyricist, but she says she can't and pulls her sister away and this scene is pretty funny but you'll have to watch the movie <laughs> Alex does a little stalking <laughs> and he goes to her work to talk to to try to talk her into it's being not first stalking. of all it's light stalking it's light stalking he, she told him where she worked and it's not stalking it's just going to their place yeah. like she said chase me but you are a writer I googled you and I read your poetry <laughs> look he does a little, little, a little too much research he on. does a little google research like that people do before a blue. first date but he wants her to for a job. Is it stalking if you're follow if you are keep making job offers to a person? Yes. If it's I think not if she romantic, clearly has said she's not get, interested, is it then yes. But if it's, she was interested, no. It's on the line. <laughs> because we don't know how he feels about her. Well, at this I mean, point. at this point he's just trying he just really likes her work and really wants her to do this job. We don't know if he likes her. He doesn't get. Well, I don't, don't get that, that impression. Because well, when the lyricist is like, she's really hot. He he's may, like, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying he may have 
seen her and been like, oh, she's pretty. Identify her as a woman. Look, <laughs> I don't think he has any interest in any kind of sexual relationship with her at this point. He just, this is his career. No, 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 I do get it. That that's, it's, it, I would go like 98%, but he's still a man. You mean 98 degrees? <laughs> oh, goodness. So there may be a little bit of that. And while he, and once you're looking, he's like, oh, I can keep this looking and looking so, and looking forever. So he's like, but you have written a song and come with me to the piano shop nearby hopefully uh, and he goes I in assumed there it was in the vicinity and he plays a song and and does her lyrics about a love autopsy and uh, which and is not a song I think will be commercially really successful enjoys but. it and it makes her smile so uh, he's she's on board now so they luckily she is the kind of person who can just drop everything for days at a time yeah. <laughs> Well, she's the plant person. I don't know how much time she takes. <laughs> well, she does also work at the weight loss place, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, but I get the idea that her sister would be okay with her not being there to be hanging out with Alex Fletcher. Yeah. Fletcher. So, uh, they are going to write this song. It has to be called A Way Back Into Love. It has to be something Cora and Alex might sing about. And so, they're stumped. And he's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. They're it's just a hell of a diagram. <laughs> I know. I was like 50, 50, was he 54 or something? And she's what, 19, 20? She's probably early 20s. Yeah. I looked it up. Her sister is seven years older than her. She says her sister is 38. So she is 31. 31. She's not he 30. is seven years older than her sister and 14 years older than her. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, her, well, no, I meant, her previous I meant, boyfriend was even older the than him. I meant, but the characters. I meant Cora and... Oh, you uh, Grant. Grant. She's old yeah, enough to be. I mean, Cora and Alex Fletcher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you said it has do to be those something weird. Compilations all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. but, I'm but just yeah, saying, you said it's something they would both sing about. I was like, well, he's going to be 60 soon, and she's going to be 25 soon. <laughs> hey, Mandy <laughs> Moore did true. a duet with Tony Bennett. Who did? Yeah, Mandy Moore. Oh, and really? who is? Oh, Lady Gaga did a duet with somebody. Probably a bunch Tony. of people. She yeah. did a whole <laughs> album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She did a duet with Lisa Kudrow. This is a thing. She though. did, and I really didn't no, appreciate she, it. No, she did an album that was all like... Duets. duets. Oh, really? Yeah. But So uh, did Barbara Streisand. I own it. It's great. Babs. I would listen <laughs> to Barbara Streisand before Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga has a beautiful voice, and when she does old standards, it's lovely. I wish she would put out some old standard album. She I seems like that. another person who's really weird. Kind of like Prince in that Prince vein, where they're on a whole other level of existence. I feel like she was working some shit out when she, in her life when she struck it gold, mm-hmm. and she's not she like stuck. that anymore. <laughs> and yeah, it's I don't hard think for she's her. Like that yeah. I think either. she, I think she needed to differentiate differentiate herself from Madonna by doing a lot of crazier shit than Madonna did, mm-hmm. and then once she established herself, she calmed down. A little bit. I, I feel like she's it's really one of those things. She was own. going through a phase in her life, and that's when she hit big. And it's been very hard for her to transition into a place where she is a, just a comfortable... A regular person. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, hell of a singer. Like, yeah. you hit 30 and you're like, I don't want to wear a meat dress every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> meat dress. I just want to wear yoga pants. And I want to sing with my idols. Yeah. And now she can. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, they talk about... He's like, they're just lyrics. They're not as important as the melody. And she says, no, they are as important as the melody. They're more, more important. important. <laughs> I got to go with uh, Drew Barrymore on this one. I go with what they say. What they say is at first it's the melody and then later it's the lyrics. Yeah. And I believe in that. The melody is what That's brings you yeah. to it. The lyrics are the story. Yeah. And the combination is the match. For me. Melody guys. is somebody's looks and lyrics are somebody's personality. Well, because if you take a song that you know that is done two different ways, Hurt, you yeah. go with the Nine Inch Nails version and the Johnny Cash version, no one says that the Trent Reznor version is better. 
-hmm. The Johnny Cash version is clearly better, and the only thing that changed was the melody. Yeah. It's more attractive. It's the same personality in yeah. a hotter body. Johnny <laughs> Cash wasn't exactly hotter. No, but if you look at but if you look at melody, is what someone physically looks like, and lyrics is their personality. Two people that like hotness always factors in. So, but like you will stay with someone who's not that hot if their personality is great, because you can become more attracted to someone over time. But the initial and that's what you want to hear is you know she's got a really good personality. Yeah, you want to like, hear. Wait, what? You want to hear they're good looking, but if two so, people are very similar and one of them's better Tony looking, you're going to be with the better looking personality. He's all like, right, fuck you, dude. Big but if their fun. personality sucks, you're not going to be with them at all, no matter how hot they are. No, at least maybe once. So she wants to take a walk to get the creative juices like, flowing. Bop. Melody's pretty good, so you listen to it one time and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, no, I'm not. You really, back. Your go-to is Hanson. I just I liked Hanson. I hated Hanson. We one time we got. We were too young. I'm a liar. We're, yeah. we're too old for him, dude. <laughs> yeah, but we're, I didn't say that you we're guys. We're too old for Hanson. But, we are. But one time we got really. You can ask Gabe. One time we got really really shitty. And you shitty were at service center and they came through. No, we got really <laughs> shitty service at a um, bar, and. Uh, and like where we where she, when she brought us the drink, there was lipstick on it, uh-huh. and we were like, "Fuck this place!" So we went over to the jukebox and put Umbop on seven times, and then left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they just unplugged it, but it was fucking funny. <laughs> See, now that's a good story. <laughs> so while they walk, she asks uh, about why Pop broke up and how he dealt with it, and so the. He talks about how Colin got a new manager who said he was the true star and uh, he should go out on his own, so he did. And he was very depressed and very, he did a lot of drugs and drinking for a while. Mm. And then he decided he was gonna make a a solo album, which he did and it was horrible. (laughs) And, uh, And then Chris booked him for an 80s night event and he loved it. <laughs> well, you know, if you're all of a sudden not performing and they're like, hey, here's a thing, and people react to you again, you're like, this is fucking amazing. Like, even, if like, you're not mood, when, loving that. even if you're not in the mood, when people are happy to see you, yeah. it yeah. makes you happy, too. Yeah. So she's it's like, always nice to hear that people are like infectious. You. She's like, thank you for telling me the story. And she says, I know how it feels to live with a shadow overhead. And then she gets inspired. <gasps> so they go back and they write. <laughs> I've been sleeping with until she gets hungry, and then she says no more rhymes until she's fed. She could be inspired with just some bread, and so she's been sleeping with a clown above her bed, <laughs> just like Elaine. <laughs> you know it's under her bed. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why I didn't put a clown above the bed because it'd be funny for this movie, but she might wake up and think it's Pennywise. <laughs> Which is a name we're not allowed to say in the house. Are you Sorry. saying there is a clown under my bed? <laughs> there isn't an under to your we're bed, is there? <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> okay, so on the way to get some breakfast, she sees somebody that she used to know and freaks out and hides. And it turns out it's just a picture of an author in a bookstore window, and it's her ex. <laughs> and she's like, have you read this story? The I can't remember the name of the book. Like Sally. The incredibly true, incredible true story of Sally Michaels or something. Yeah. yeah. And and he's like, no, I haven't read a book since Teen Beat wrote one about me. The true story <laughs> of the life of Alex Fletcher. <laughs> and she's like, well, this book, I'm Sally Michaels. This book is about me. And he's like, I'm sure it's not about you. He goes, well, 
it's about a girl who's my age who <laughs> is from Long Island who like who's a writer who has my color hair and my height and whose sister runs a weight loss place. <laughs> oh. Maybe it is. Uh, a little bit. So it's about a student with so much ambition that she would lure a brilliant author into an affair so she could take advantage of his connections Hello. and ruin his life. Which, you know you didn't lure him into an affair, so you know that he took you as inspiration and then twisted it to make him look like the hero. So why would this mess you up forever? Also, you don't lure people into affairs. <laughs> oh, yes, you do, man. You with your beer-flavored nipples. Yeah, I mean, who's lured you into an affair? With your tight pants and your beer-flavored nipples, obviously he could not handle himself and had just some come to her wild. That's crazy. <coughs> no one. Dude, this is very oddly specific. We need to have a call. <laughs> I'm just saying they always get lured. Uh-huh. They're always trying to make the better choice, but they just can't help themselves because she's so hot. And but they're so horny. That is true. In the, in the book, he says that she's a brilliant mi- mimic, but stripped of someone else's literary clothes, she's a vacant, empty imitation of a writer. Which, that doesn't even make sense. That seems sense. like a really bad thing no, to say about bad. a writer. As a writer, <laughs> how would that make you feel? It's bad news. Pretty mad. I would say... And it haunts her. That's not a punch in the face offense. I would say that most writers... There's mimic- a flip-off offense, though. Yeah. I would say that most writers mimic somebody else's style in the beginning anyways. Yeah. Well, you take you say, what you like to read... Borrow or steal. Great writers steal. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but great writers you, bar, great writers steal. That's you it. take what you are interested in, what you've read in other books, and then you write it long enough to find your... And if you get good, you find a voice that's more specific to you, and that's why people like certain authors over other authors. But they all do that. You all find a writing style you like or a type of genre, and that's what you write. So why is this such a big <laughs> insult? I don't get it. Well, I think it's one of the things where that's it. Like... You know, if, if, if you can only mimic, like, Stephen King, but then you yeah. never get out of it, then that's the... But it's not she's, like she's published or anything like that where he's disparaging right, right. her whole body of work. She was a fucking writing she student. Did anything, yeah. Yeah, but this stopped her from trying to do more. She's just, a little. She's a little. <laughs> I just feel like this should she not have be that the thick skin you gotta develop. Uh, yeah. I just feel okay. like this is not the the big right. life changing event it should have been. Yeah. Obviously, Nobody's ever was, written a disparaging book about me. So. <laughs> yeah, there is that. That would be, that would be hard to handle. I would I hope I never found it because I don't want to know how I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have more than one friend that. Just Based on the way you reacted to that one guy drawing a picture of you, I don't think you would care. Well, I actually sent one of them a message on Facebook that said, don't you make jokes about me. <laughs> I don't care. Does that have to be you specifically or? <laughs> the royal we. So he tells her to get the best revenge and write a hit song. She's like, I don't think that's going to impress Sloan. And he's like, look, songs are poetry. Um, he's like, I don't care how many poems you read. No poem is going to cheer people up faster than I got sunshine on a cloudy day. And he's she's not like, wrong. <laughs> but how would you react if one of your idols... Uh, like Smokey Robinson or the Beatles said that you were a horrible songwriter. And he's like, I know Smokey, he's and like, he would never do that. But Bob Dylan, Dylan, Dylan did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really good answer. That she's like, well, how would you feel? I was like, well, it happened to me. <laughs> he's I got like, over it. Look, but I'm I would, a real songwriter. I would so react I got badly for a while, but eventually I would find a lyricist and he like gives her the, the eyebrow like you. And I would write a hit song about how depressed it had made An me. An eyebrow? And I make like a Phil Collins eyebrow? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
so really, then, I can't dance. It's an amazing song. <laughs> <laughs> is that perhaps a great pop song? Is it both dinner and dessert? It's Music perhaps. and lyrics? It's all that in a bag of chips. Damn. Oh. It's a whole damn party mix. Wow. wow. So she rearranges his apartment um, to improve her creative flow. And then they write for hours slash days. Some 36 hours, I believe, she says, <laughs> when they are at the restaurant later. So once they're happy with it, he records all the melody parts, and it's time for vocals. And and she's like, what do you mean I have to sing? He's like, well, it's a duet, and I can't sing both parts. <laughs> this is a man and a woman, and since we're as close as we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hire somebody now. we got to turn this demo in in an hour. <laughs> so um, she, they do it. And then they get to the meeting with Cora just in time. And she listens to the song right in front of them. On her disc man. Which I was like, that's my favorite tertiary object. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not. But it should have been. Yeah, it was pretty baller. Dude, I was like, wow, her her headphones have wires. That's a disc man. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What year was this? Yeah. Oh, man. A disc man's that, you know, that... It seems like it had to be the last throes of a dick. It, it had to be. I'm like, like, they didn't have an iPod. Yeah, they had an iPod. You did that. iPod came out in like oh, 04. I was gonna say it had to be oh four because I think I had one. In the... Maybe they couldn't pay the price that Apple wanted to. Sh- mm-hmm. Yeah, but MP3 players were a thing. Okay. That's true. He could have saved it as an MP3 and just sent it to them. But whatever, he probably did. It wouldn't have been as cool. Maybe yeah. demos the are still of being the done on CDs. At this MP3 point. players came out in 1994. Yeah. Yeah. So by 22, 26? Yeah, 2006. 2006? This would have been a thing. They were the the nanos at that point. Turns out this is just what Cora is looking for. So they're going to do the song. And then they get in their helicopter and fly away. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I thought it was hilarious because he picks her up and hugs her and they're so excited. And then his phone rings and it's Chrissy and he drops her like a hot potato. (laughs) (laughs) October 2001 was the first iPod. So we're well into that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, they, Chris is like, come to dinner. So they go. And as they sit and chat with Chris's date, who looks very nice and is a therapist. It's his wife. Oh, is it his wife? Mm-hmm. He's remarried? He's, he says he's divorced the whole movie. I didn't realize that they were married. I was pretty. I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that was his wife. Okay. Um, she... Um, Sophie sees Sloan his job come to the is Alex Fletcher's manager. Mm-hmm. So he's making a portion of what Alex is making, yeah, and it's like Alex between is ten and twenty percent. Yeah, but Alex is having a rough year. So I think that I always assumed. I guess maybe I assumed that I thought they said they were married, but maybe I'm just assuming it because I assume this woman is supporting him. <laughs> <laughs> It is silly that he only has Alex Flusher as yeah, his only... Yeah, because he says you might have to sign on another client. Yeah. He's like, well, don't don't jump to that. We can still get through this. I don't know what well, style again, of maybe, living this maybe guy is he, living in. He's been with him from the beginning. Maybe he managed his money very well. <laughs> if he's been with him since, you know, pop... And he probably had a prenup with the ex-wife. Well, we hope so, because this guy's got a kid, so if not, his wife got all the pop money. But I kind of assumed that he was living off this pretty lady in the red dress with her lucrative um, therapy practice. Some therapists Uh, do very well. That's what I assumed, based on her pretty dress. I know a life coach. She drives a Mercedes. I'm like, you're a life coach? That's not her job. 
She drives a Mercedes. Tony's uncle drives a Mercedes. It doesn't necessarily mean he has a lot of money. <laughs> My dad drove a Mercedes. So. I mean, it's a nice Mercedes. <laughs> Tony's dad, dad had to be a job. job. <laughs> but anyway. Don't yuck um, on someone else's yum. They go to dinner and <laughs> Sloane walks into the restaurant and so- Sophie hides. And then she makes her way to the bathroom. Not very gracefully. So she can hide in the bathroom. Uh, she was trying to be conspicuous and look like, I don't know. Hey, everybody, look yeah. at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Because when you do all that stupid shit, everybody yeah. stops to look at you. It's the typical thing in the restaurant where you're like, don't look at me, and knocks over stuff. And like, if you want to be conspicuous, you get up or just flight. walk. No one would notice. And she flights. <laughs> or she flees. So Alex goes to talk to her. He's like, I don't understand. This guy is a jerk. Why do you even care what he thinks? And and she's like, but he's not a jerk. He's like, no, he's a jerk. And she's like, you know, I've dreamt about seeing him again and what I would say. And I even had a speech prepared. Do you want to hear it? And then she does the speech for him. And he's like, well, do it. You just sold, you just wrote a hit song. You're on top. This people dream about confronting their exes oh, when they're on top. That's why I know this guy. Is What's he from? Royal Pains. Yes. The guy that plays Sloan. He's uh, the German guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, and so he she's like I can't I haven't showered in thirty six hours I'm gross <laughs> and he's like you are a bit mangy <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and gets the pretty lady and have asked for her help and they trade clothes I'm not putting on somebody if you've been wearing those clothes for thirty six hours I'm not putting them on I'll I'll go next door and buy you a dress <laughs> ain't got time for that there's no time. It's not like he, like she was wearing her underwear. I know. How do you know? That shirt is probably. Strange. Yes, but um. Because <laughs> you the, don't wear strangers' underpants. No. But you don't. ever she, she put her yabies in that woman's dress. Yes, that's different. That's not down below underpants. <laughs> They're both giving me a weird look. Tell me what I'm, like to do. I'm still getting over the. She put her yabies in the. <laughs> That's a joke. For, uh, I forget who the comedian was. Why do they call them boobies? Every you take a shirt off and go boo, you will say yay. But anyway, she's ready now. Uh, physically, but not, still not mentally. Who was the um, comedian who did that? Because then they go up to him and she like can't even... Uh, Alex has to put her hand, like, hand over hand, tap him on the shoulder. Mitch Hedrum? Um, I've been Mitch Fatel. Mitch Fatel, yeah. And then Alex ends up having to talk to her for her because she can't really say anything. And he, but Sloan seems like happy to see her and like nothing. That's because he's with a bunch of people and he's <laughs> trying to look like he's a good dude when really he's a philandering piece of crap. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Alex tries to go into her speech and says that she just wrote a hit song. He's like, oh, you're a songwriter now. And then, oh, but their table is ready. He's got to go. We should meet up sometime. And he walks away. And Sophie's like, I just, he, <laughs> Alex is like, well, it must have been good to get that off your chest. And she goes, I just want to go. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hold on a minute. And then he goes back. Oh, and then they also learn that the book is being made into a movie. Mm. That always works. <laughs> so then Alex goes over there and he's like, look, um, just listen to what she has to say. He's like, I know what she wants to say. She wants to give me a, some sad sap story about how I ruined her life. But the fact is that she seduced me so she could get published. And I think we're done here. 
And Alex is like, I don't think we're quite done. And he's like, why don't you just shove off? And he pushes him a little bit. And Alex is like, how about you shove off? And he pushes him back. And then they're pushing each other. And then they get into a little scuffle. And Alex's <laughs> face ends up in the butter. Because Alex would not have done well on that Battle of the Band show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, oh, he got a dash. <laughs> I don't think that this Sloan guy is... I don't think he's terrible either. <laughs> he had an experience and he wrote a book about it and became a hit. That's fine. He made himself the hero. You would anyways. <laughs> and He could have changed a couple of the Alex details. Alex is like, you were engaged like, and you didn't even tell her. The, the Everybody's the hero of their own story. The yeah. shitty thing that he did is cheated on his fiance, not wrote this book that turns her in a bad light. That That's was, how I feel about this matter. I said, well, you made me into a bad person. That's how I perceive you. Mm-hmm. Which is true. And maybe he did feel like she seduced him. Yeah. Which, you didn't have to agree to it, man. <laughs> John's watching that stupid show, The Royals. Do we have to keep bringing that up? <laughs> and, and I got so angry I had to leave the room. Because one of the royal, the brother of the king makes a maid give him a blowjob. And I was like, you just quit. You don't get to cry about it. You don't, you don't get to complain no. that you had to that this well, guy like. Well, she was like, crying as she no, approached no, no, him. No, I feel like she was no. forced. This is the same thing. And this is the problem you with royals. They do shit like that. You don't get to cry <laughs> about the fact that this guy made me give him a blowjob. No, you quit. She you just did it all. You just quit. Does this take place in modern times? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Because I'm know, like historically, and this is the thing. They could have just killed her if she didn't but agree to is, it, and you are forced. No, no. <laughs> it took place last. It, this takes place last year. I don't know anything about this show, yeah. so. <laughs> but you just quit. You don't have to do that kind of stuff. He didn't like have to be seduced. All this I know is, is that's bullshit. I haven't seen it, but all I know is you know where you don't see unwholesome sexual encounters like this. Reba. <laughs> She's, she's a horrible mom. Right. She's a single mom who works real hard. Fucking <laughs> Gentle hands in the heart of a fighter. She said it's an hour twenty. No, you Come just on. say no. So when they get back to his apartment. You cut the Reva stuff out of this episode. No. We'll only 20 minutes. You can't cut the Reva she, stuff. <laughs> she bemoans being even more of a joke to him than ever now. And the fact that he still has some power over her and she still cares what he thinks. And he's like, look. He's moved I on. think that you're just using this Sally Michaels thing as a crutch, and you're afraid that if you let go of it, then you'll have to stand up and be yourself and live up to your potential. And uh, also, you shouldn't let that jerk or anybody keep you from standing because you have a talent and you have a gift, and you should use it. And he's a music professional, so he and might then... know something else. They bone. <laughs> then, I mean, they bone because rom com. Yeah. Someone's got a bone, damn it. And then they fall asleep on the floor under the piano, which I wouldn't have done. I no, I'm getting up and going to bed. And yep. younger than him, and I don't want to sleep on the floor. Well, but then we see his bed. <laughs> he, the does have he does a have a water bed. bed. I which love is that. better than a floor, but I so love that odd. touch that he has a water bed. I don't know That's if he can sleep on a water bed. If you haven't slept on a waterbed, it might be a little off-putting. I used to have a waterbed. They both, my parents have one. They were my parents had one when I was little, but I just like if I just went and slept on one, and somebody was. <laughs> I don't know if I could sleep through that. So I never knew. had a waterbed, but um, one of the girls I knew in middle school did, and when I was spending at her house, we would sleep on the waterbed, and that uh, no thanks. All right, first of all, my waterbed had the wave control thing in it, so mm-hmm. if someone jumps on it, it doesn't go. Oh, you had a fancy waterbed. Yeah, that's not the common. So you just it, like it a little bit and it settles like, right away, <laughs> Mr. Fancy. <laughs> I know. We yeah, waterbed. We didn't have fancy waterbed. I know. All oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> little rich boy over there. Oh. <laughs> 
All right, so the next day he has a gig at Adventureland, and he invites her to come. We're all pain in the ass sometimes. And while he performs, he really notices all the people who are at the park and ignoring him and not into the show. And then there's like a small group in front of the stage, which seems to be in the middle of the amusement park. (laughs) Well, it's probably where you do is right where most traffic. It's like when you're at the mall. And they're doing some kind of thing at the mall. I always hate that if someone's singing and you have to walk by and act like you're watching. Yeah. I know. Why are you I, like I don't. I feel like I feel bad if I just walk by and don't at least look at them. But uh, he just keeps just seeing me? the people yes. that oh. don't give a crap about him, and he doesn't want to do the encore. He's like, people don't even want to see this. But there's like 20 women in front of the stage to do. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, look, you're. I've never heard your songs before, but they're pretty good. <laughs> Which is a very mean thing to say to somebody. Is it? I think it's very sweet. I've never heard... She's like, like I like them. I don't they're think he, they're I don't catchy, think and they're interesting, and they're fun, and you, people are enjoying yes, it. Yes, but if, if I meet somebody and I'm going to write a song with them, I would go back and listen to what they do, yeah. so you have no, an idea of what you should too, be writing. She's yeah. too self-involved for that. Oh, okay. At God this forbid point. you do a little research. <laughs> you would do it. She so, uh, he googled her, not the other way around. Yeah. She doesn't. All she knows is you're in a famous band. My sister likes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about New Kids on the Block, but my sister fucking loved them. Well, they were hanging <laughs> the truck. They had the New Kids. Dance. Jessica had the bedding and the posters. All my the friend Kim had the bedroom that looked like New Kids on the Block threw up in there. But I, I, I mean, I knew some of the songs because I lived with Jessica, but I wasn't into them you're a little young for new kids yeah. you are a little young for new kids so, my I mean, sister oh god if 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 I met one of the guys from there and he Donnie wanted Walmart. me to write a song yeah, I'm like one of the guys I don't know their names <laughs> it wouldn't have been Donnie I would Donnie have had that oh my god you're one of them moment that she had it'd be Joey I'd say Joey <laughs> now Joey was kind of he had a career in the early we'll say Jordan anyways anyways I'm just saying um, and boy bands started becoming a thing. Uh, Joey had, a and they're resurgence. seven years different, so she's way too Jordan, young. Jordan, Joey, for his Donnie, and I'd be like Aaron Josh trying Z, to remember, remember shit about new kids. On my the sister, block. if she listened to the podcast, would be yelling the names. Yeah, my sister. <sighs> but anyway, um, but she's like, you should be proud to perform these songs. And while he does the encore, she goes around to the front and is like dancing along and pulls her cell phone out, like you know. And he's watching her for the encore. And on the way back, Sophie says, because Alex is like, how much money do we make? Danny. And he's like, I can't discuss. Jonathan and Danny. There was Jonathan, Donnie, Jordan, Joey, and Danny. And there was also a Marky, but he dropped out. He went to jail or something. It worked out for him, though, because he's got more money than all of them combined. He became Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. But he was he's feel, like, feel. how much money did we make? And he's like, I'm not going to discuss that in front of a non-client. She's like, well, I'm thinking of signing with you, too. And he's like, well, that's very nice. I'm not going to st- discuss that in front of a, another client. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you don't know how much we made. He's like, I have a ballpark. <laughs> Which, again, is a good manager. And, you know. and he's like, is it enough for a nice dinner? And she's like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to be at Rhonda's house for dinner. You know, she won't be mad at me if you come, Alex. And he's like... Right. <laughs> and then I like um, Chris is like I can't come yeah. after this awkward no, it was pause, awkward pause. Like, I can't make it <laughs> so Rhonda is beside herself because Alex Fletcher came to her house for dinner <laughs> she gave him like a pound of potatoes yeah it was funny she kept piling and piling it. he's like that's good oh no you're oh, gonna no. want more of these 
<laughs> Apparently, they weren't good potatoes either, which makes me sad because I love mashed potatoes. So, well, uh, next time we have dinner at Hugh Grant's house, I'll be sure to have him make. Well, he'll make better ones than this, or he'll have better ones made. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of money. I'm sure he gets quality taters. No, I'd like to think Hugh Grant makes his own taters. He might. Or he, he might have a girl that comes over just to make mashed potatoes. Maybe. It's been a long time. <laughs> that's a, we just do jobs like that. I will tell you, girl. Yeah, it's been a girl. long time since Hugh Grant was really, like, in the news. <laughs> Well, there, he, was, he well, there was a time that he had that prostitute thing going on. Yeah, when <laughs> he like, was. Why a, are you buying prostitutes? You're Hugh Grant. <laughs> you're engaged to Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that means he's into some weird sick sex stuff. Or he was. Or she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, because there's something going on in the bedroom that he had to pay somebody to do it. Or maybe she was into some weird. No, then he, just he just wanted some vanilla. He just wanted some vanilla. <laughs> no, you don't go get a prostitute Although, if you're going to have sure vanilla his, sex. He's I'm pretty Hugh Grant. sure his uh, prostitute was... Never Stop mind. it. Anyways, anyways. No, but you'd get the prostitute for the weird so, stuff. If you want kids, some random vanilla sex, he's Hugh Grant. He goes outside and goes, you. <laughs> the kids want to go to he the likes concert. likes an anonymous. And he's like, he's we Hugh should Grant. be able to Everybody do that. Everybody knows him. But then he gets a call that Cora wants to meet with them tomorrow to work on the song. And they're like, should we be worried? That sounds a little ominous. So, after dinner, Rhonda talks to Sophie about being careful to make sure Alex is passionate about her before she falls too hard for him. And then uh, he's going to pick her up in the morning, and he goes home and reads some of Sloane's book, which he's clearly been reading. And Sophie goes home and listens to his solo album. Now she's doing a little research. Oh, well. Now that she's kind after of After the song is him. written. Nah, he... <laughs> He put his penis in her vagina, so now she's interested. <laughs> oh, okay. She so was, she was put the kind P of... The not forced into writing the song, but he really talked her into it. She wasn't, like, trying to write the song. Yeah, she wasn't like, I want to be a songwriter, and I'm going to search out Somebody people who, who might need lyricists. So, anyway, now she is doing some research about him. She likes this man. She's trying to learn more about him. So then Cora performs the new intro for them. And they hate it. I had the feeling I was like, they're gonna. She's gonna change the song completely, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be one of those. You ruined my song, and now we must fight about it. And you I had, right. a feeling, I had a feeling, as <laughs> if you hadn't seen this before. I don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> okay. So Sophie can't like, handle it. Did I see it. this before? I'm sure you have osmosed it. it. That's not a word. But you know that. So Sophie can't handle it and wants to say something. But Alex is like, no, it's great. It's great. Everything's great. And Cora invites him to a party. as the And so they're going to go to this party. As they walk out of the studio, Sophie's like, did you really like that orgasm set to the Gandhi soundtrack? And he's like, no, it was awful. But if she wants to dance, let her dance. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Who cares? And she's like, your heroes would never let this happen. He's like, well, that's different. They're geniuses. <laughs> there is that. They write iconic songs that stand the test of time. I write pop music. Yeah. And I don't uh, know. Pop goes my heart. Is going to stick. Like with me. honestly, <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many Christina Aguilera songs do you know? Dirty, uh, Genie in a Bottle. That's uh, two. How many cool. albums has she had? I can keep going. You stop me at okay. two. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. I won't play your game anymore. <laughs> Candyman. Can you? <laughs> Can you remember um, a, what a girl wants? Can you remember a Mandy Moore song? No. <laughs> I don't know. Or what about Jessica Simpson? Um, these boots are made for walking. 
That was a remake. It's still a song she did. But it's like, yeah. I mean, like, if you and think I saw about Jessica Cora, Simpson in concert, and by the way, I, see, I seen her, she came to the ship while I was on deployment and sang Christmas songs. Oh. So that still counts. That's cool. Nick Lachey got booed. Well, like, he, he came would. off the thing and there's you, and then he came off and we're like, boo. He was supposed to perform that night with her after that greeting. She said he wasn't doing it. <laughs> and none of us cared. Yeah, saying <laughs> nobody, nobody minded. And with 5,000 sailors, 4,000 that were male, cared less. Yeah. So she's like, uh, but you are better than that, and I'm going to tell Cora at the party. And he's like, no, actually, you're disinvited from the party. <laughs> and she's like, you, you can't, can't disinvite me. <laughs> and I was on Team Drew again. <laughs> so at the party, Sophie tries to talk to Cora. Alex stuffs food in her mouth. And then <laughs> Sophie's like, come up on the or Cora's like, come I'll show you the roof. And so up there, on Sophie the house. does tell her <laughs> Wait, what? that she feels like the dancing is a contradiction to the lyrics and the feel of the song and that Sakura is pandering. And she's like, well, I appreciate your honesty and I'm looking forward to you finishing the song with the last verse. And, uh, but here's the thing. My fans want me to dance and I want to dance. I'm going to dance. Of course you're pandering. Your job is to make people like yeah. you. And that's so, what, entertainment. that's what Alex says. This is a business. She yeah. has to care about records sold, about seats filled. Yeah. She, this is what her fans want. This is what, what she's going to Whatever you got to do to get but an ass goes, every 18 inches at a concert is what you do. She, she kind of goes, Cora's like, you know, I respect your opinion. And then she's like, but my fans want me to dance. And she says a couple other things that show that she's not unaware of the reality yes. of her situation. My last album only this. went to number two, and mm -hmm. Shakira's breathing, breathing down my neck. Like, and, she's and I had a change of heart about Cora. Yeah. At the scene, I was like, wow, she's not just an airhead. <laughs> I like her now. Yeah. Good job, Cora. Because at so. first, like, wow, well, she's got a good business sense. Now she's like, oh, I get it. I know what I am. I know. I'm playing a role. And I was mm -hmm. like, Fucking, yeah. The only person in this whole movie that doesn't know what they are is fucking Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. So Sophie and Alex argue, and she's like, I don't want to see you make the same mistake you made on your solo album. And he's like, what? She's like, I bought it, and I listened to it. He's like, I'll reimburse you. He says, it. I owe you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll pay you for it. You have a penny. <laughs> like, you can't afford the penny, you rich bastard. <laughs> she's like, you were trying so hard to get a hit that the songs have no soul and no and By feeling. the way, this is New York sales tax. It was way more than 10. No. I know. I was like, there's tax. Yeah. <laughs> this is New York City sales tax. It was probably like 40 6%. He's like, look, I don't disagree with you. Eight You're right. Yeah. But this is business. And it doesn't matter how I feel. This is Cora making her business, making these decisions. And we just were brought on. And my career yeah. will not make it if we don't do yeah. this. Very, very small cogs in this machine. And then Pop goes his career. So yeah. they leave to go write the last verse. But she can't do it. And she says, I can't do it. And no, she writes it down it. and hands it to him. Yeah, and he sings like, it. <laughs> and he's like, look, I read Sloan's book because I wanted to be able to tell you that you're not Sally Michaels, but it turns out you are. Ooh. <laughs> That's deep cuts. What he should have said was, I want to have a fight right now. <laughs> he's like, you say you can't do it, but you can. You're just holding it a hostage. <laughs> So the next day he goes to the studio and tries to apologize for the fact that they did not finish the song. And Cora's like, I love the lyrics. Sophie faxed them over. They're perfect. And they record and Alex hears them and he like zones out. And then they have to start over from the top with the new intro. And he kind of makes this face. And then... It's very Indian music. Yeah. yeah. 
Gandhi soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) So Alex shows up at Sophie's job again to tell her that he loved the new lyrics and to apologize for what he said. And she's like, well, thanks. I know I need to grow up. You weren't wrong. And I'm going to do that in Florida when I manage the new store. And he's like, but you, that's ridiculous. You should be writing it. She's like, I can write there. We need a new marketing campaign. (laughs) And he's like, but I can't compose without you. And she's like, well, it's not a good idea anyway. (laughs) And they wish each other luck and say goodbye. But she is going to come to the concert because her niece and nephew really want to go. And she's bringing Rhonda and the whole family. Um, So. Which you wrote a hit song that's going to be performed live. For the first time ever at this concert, you're fucking going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex goes to rehearsal at the concert. They change his moves and make him sway instead of pop. <laughs> pop better on the hips. And then he goes home and reads Sophie's poetry. Once they arrive at the concert, Sophie tries to bail and Rhonda won't let her. She's like, look, I think you need to stay and see this. Yeah. And then you can go your way you and you can go his life. and you never have to see him again. And you can move on. She also says... Your niece and nephew have told all of their friends that you yeah. wrote a hit song for their favorite artist, and they want to share this with you. Mm-hmm. So you're going in there. <laughs> so then they go in, and the concert starts, and Rhonda is horrified. <laughs> well, because <laughs> by the because she never previously dancing. paid attention to what her kids <laughs> yeah. are listening to. Yeah, and she's like covering her daughter's eyes. Well, because we- they're very scantily clad. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doing that grind dance. <laughs> yeah, the one dancer just grabs her ass and starts grinding on her. You're like, wow, like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like, you gotta, shouldn't you buy dinner for her? Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't you send her a reused condom first? <laughs> no. No, 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 you shouldn't do that. You, <laughs> get, you get one right in the kiss of that. Right. Some of this outfit, too. Yeah. It's like... It's almost it's a like one. It's one-fifth <laughs> of a bathing suit. It's almost an outfit from the fifth element. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, it is. And she's not or, the one. Yeah. Or that uh, the outfit that um, Sean Connery wore in Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz. <laughs> I mean, don't bring that up. Ever it's like again. <laughs> it's like one fifth of a bathing suit. Yeah. Think of how much a bathing suit is, and then just imagine it's if it less. was only one fifth of, of it. <laughs> but it was covering up so, all the important areas. Yes. Yeah. So the Cora announces a never heard less. before brand new song written by Alex Fletcher. And she and gets. Sophie and Rhonda are like, oh, snap. what? Oh shit. They were like, no, and Sophie Fisher, and Sophie Fisher. She's like, that's and fine. And Sophie's like, Another you know man what? has stolen from me. I'm like, did the other guy steal I'm from leaving. you? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm just going to leave. And as she's walking out, Alex sits at the piano, which should have been your first song. This is not your song. And he starts to And it's play instantly a different melody. A different melody. Yeah. Should have been your second clue, but she doesn't even fucking realize it till it's like halfway through the well, first verse. I think she, she was storming off and was tunnel visioned, and then it didn't yeah. hit her until the song, and the lyrics came out. Is a song about her asking her not to write him off just yet. And it was all the little things that she did. She killed his plants and rearranged his house and. But she moved Touched him penis. away. He was living in the past, and she's moving him into today. And his life is completely different because of her. <laughs> and uh, she starts crying and walks toward the stage. I broke Tony. Are you okay? <laughs> and they won't. Now the whole table is squeaking. Geez. Sorry, sorry. So they won't let. She goes to go backstage, but they won't let her backstage. But then Derek Caesar, he's one of uh, Sophie's guy or Cora's guys, and he's like, "No, let her back." She's my girl. So she goes back. And it was she, the hype man. She tells Alex that that song was dinner. It was amazing. 
song with and Dana. they go to kiss but it's time to perform a way back into love and it has the original intro and he, she's like, how did you convince her to do it? He's like, well, I told her all the stuff that you did, but that didn't work. So then I told her that it would help me get you back. And it turns out she's a big romantic. So <laughs> That's sweet. That works. Another point for Cora. She really turned around in this movie. Way to pull it out, kid. So they perform it, and then he goes backstage. Oh, you didn't mention, though, Sophie. that uh, Cora mentions that this song was written by Alex Fletcher and, and Sophie, Sophie Turner. Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> Sophie Turner. I don't uh, know. Sophie Turner, William Game Turner's of girl. <laughs> isn't it? Huh? Isn't that Sansa on Game of Thrones? Sophie Turner. That might yes. be her real name. <laughs> there we go. So, See? I went potty to the Caribbean. Was that the <laughs> It's like was that Will Turner's aunt? I'm like, I don't sure. <laughs> and then the movie ends with co- with a pop up video epilogue. And mm-hmm. I read the whole thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So Alex and Sophie live together with plastic plants and have written five top 40 hits. That's all I wrote from Oh, that. there was a bunch of dumb There was shit. a bunch of Yeah, there was a bunch. Like they're bigger, um, Colin said they're bigger than the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. And then he met, because we have more people. <laughs> we have more people in the band. There's five of us, there's only four of them. And then Colin needed a hip replacement after they reunited at the Rock and Roll Hall oh, of Fame. fame. <laughs> I think that should have been the closing The thing. pop hip. Would have been then performing... Uh, whatever the song was called, Pop Goes My Heart at the Hall of Fame. And just see him do the dance move and fall out on the stage. <laughs> start limping as he's singing. Mm-hmm. But All Alex right. hips are fine. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what'd you think, John? I always have to go first. Yeah. All right. So my... you're the most likely to hate my movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always pick you first, too. <laughs> I pick Tony last, unless I know Elaine's gonna like it. <laughs> uh, my favorite character is Alex. Funny that we have strategies. <laughs> I'm always like, I like I'm to gonna do Elaine last because she's going to blast my movie. <laughs> uh, my least favorite character is Sloan. Because okay. he's kind of a dick, and he put Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> also, the name Sloane Cates. <laughs> what are you like, a superhero or something? Yeah. That's a super villain. You're a yeah. hero in a romance novel. Yeah. Actually, you're what you are. Oh, you have a ridiculous. But he put player. Alex's face yeah. in the butter, so no good for him. So he's my favorite character. <laughs> um, my my fav- face is in the butter. <laughs> My favorite line. <laughs> the best part of that whole scene is when its manager gets it's up. Not and it's not your like, turn. Break it up, break it up. Don't mess with his hair. <laughs> it's not your turn. Sorry. It's my turn. My favorite line is by Brad Garrett. It was when um, Alex calls and says, "I had sex with Sophie," and he's like, "Oh my god, that's a tragedy." Unless you're happy, then I'm really good at sports. <laughs> Again, like he's like great a manager. boss manager. Should he's we do there pros to support you. <laughs> yes. Should we do a pros and cons? He's like he is there to support him. I'm like. That line's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's terrible. Unless it's good, then I'm with you either way. <laughs> Amazing manager. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is the pop, there goes my heart video, but with the pop-up video at the end. Because mm-hmm. at first it was like, this is my favorite scene. No yeah. way you're going to beat this. And I was like, pop-up video, way to go. Yeah, we watched wrong. a lot of pop-up video in my house. Me too. I did too. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody did. There's a great show. But I was in the Navy, we would have it on. Because they don't play music on TV anymore. I mean, but you could. Yeah, they could put that on like prime time yeah. and people would watch I'd that. Watch it. And my favorite tertiary object. Now, here's the big debate: was either Adventureland, which I went to as a kid, or Nassau Coliseum, which is where they actually did the venue, because I've been there a bunch too. Both have fond memories. I actually saw Tiffany and New Kids on the Block at the Nassau Coliseum. I feel like <laughs> that's the one you should have to pick. All right, we're going to Nassau Coliseum. Which, when they said it was Madison Square Garden, it wasn't Madison Square Garden. The outside was, but the inside was all shot at Nassau. Okay. In Uniondale. 
And what's your final verdict? Oh, I was very surprised with this. I liked it. <laughs> that was a yay. I was like, wow, I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> All right. I was like, I want to hear some wham. Howdy. <laughs> uh, my favorite character was Alex Fletcher, of course. Least favorite character was Sloane Cates. Name alone. Glad I got to go first. <laughs> my favorite line was um, when... Uh, What's uh, Barrymore's name? Sophie. Sophie and Alex are talking, and he's talking about his music, and he's like, uh, well, I got my, uh, he said he did some song, and he goes, and, and the review they gave was, it was it was crass, contrived effort, not suited for a dentist chair. And she goes, well, there had to be other, re- had to be other reviews. And he goes, yes, that was the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite scene, I thought the concert at the end, it was the video, but it was the concert at the end. I thought that was really cute how they set that up. And my favorite tertiary object was Hugh's wardrobe. He had some <laughs> boss-ass shirts in this video. I, um, I like how he had the French cuffs that weren't cuffed. He just let them go. That yeah. would get annoying real quick. Because yeah. all of a sudden, it's down to your hand. <laughs> and, you wore um, those kind of shirts. You know that. But that's a, that's a baller <laughs> move right there. But yeah, overall movie, I, I thought it was fun and it had really good dialogue and interesting characters as opposed to this typical tear so yeah i'll yeah it too see there you go all right elaine we know she likes it. she's gonna <laughs> out of nowhere elaine nason was like i don't like it anymore fuck you grant <laughs> my favorite character is alex because well, i really like the character and i love hugh grant my least favorite character in a shocking twist is Rhonda the sister oh mm. wow because that is a twist that is a twist I, I find her obsession with Alex annoying because I find people like that annoying. I also hate the way she treats her husband. That's her brother-in-law now. Mm. True. Like Mm-mm. at one, like when they're going into the concert and she's, she's like, she's like, take the kids and find the seats, and he starts to ask her a question, and then she yells at him as if he's the stupidest person on the planet. Like I just can't handle that stuff. <laughs> I mean, your husband is a person. I need you guys to be in an equal relationship <laughs> where he obviously cares about you and your, understands your obsession with Alex Fletcher, Fletcher instead of just some random sperm donor who washes your dishes. Especially with no setup to to Bye. say that he's an asshole. You know. He's just some dude, and you treat him like shit. Usually, there's like a setup yeah, to show that he's incompetent or something. Yeah, there's not, and there's not any really terrible characters in here, but I just like her the least. Um, my favorite scene is the end credits. <laughs> I really, I mean, I like this whole movie pretty much start to finish, but I love the pop up video. It's so cool. And then it's followed that. by a, their writing the song montage. Yeah. You love a montage. I do. <laughs> I you know what? I'm not watching pop-up video when you guys leave. My favorite <laughs> line is from after the dinner where they see Sloan and um, Hugh Grant. And Hugh Grant is telling her all these wonderful things. And she says, that's wonderfully sensitive, Alex, especially from a man who wears such tight pants. And he says, it forces all the blood to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. Which makes me happy. My favorite tertiary object is the velvet suit that Alex wears to the Cora concert. Nice. It's crushed blue velvet. Don't know if y'all noticed. It's fantastic. <laughs> Am I getting one of those for Christmas? God, I hope so. <laughs> and um, I'm going to give this a yay. It's very good. And I'm very happy that everybody Fibus. else enjoyed it. Because it's not always the case with a romantic comedy. Yeah. All right. Well, this one wasn't tropey. Right. Yeah, it wasn't tropey and the characters were great. This was a lot great. better than most rom-coms yeah. you maybe watch. I feel like each Hugh Grant rom-com is a little bit different than the last. People think they're all the same, but they're all kind of different thought, and interesting. I thought they were all the same, and now from watching them, yeah, I do see that. He's actually different in each movie, mm-hmm. and they are Well, of all movies. the ones we've done for this podcast, this one's my second favorite. <laughs> well, actually, that's going to be hard to beat. That I didn't hate the one with, um, oh, shit. 
was it Julia Roberts? Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah I didn't no, hate that good. one. I thought I was going to, but I didn't. I didn't hate Evidently, it. that's based on a true story. Maybe I you, just no, I just saw that like last week. I think it was Uma Thurman or something. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? You should watch Two Weeks Notice. I've never, I've never it's, seen it. I, I think love you it. Wait, it's real good. One of them is going to pick. Yeah. It. <laughs> All right. Birthday's coming. So my favorite character, shocker, also Alex Fletcher. Hey, Alex made a. But my least favorite character is the professional lyricist. I could have done without that dude all together. Every time they pop onto him for a second, he just like makes a face or does makes a comment that. Oh my god! Your song's terrible. Can I get your number? I didn't think he was very funny, and I didn't enjoy his character. So he was my least favorite. I know he was only he popped, but he just kept popping up. He was at the party. He was at the concert, and they would pan to him, and he would be like, "Oh, schmuck." Yeah. My favorite tertiary object was the waterbed. <laughs> I love when she sat on it and sang. Like, it was what? like, what the hell? <laughs> well, you just don't expect it. Uh, my favorite line was the same one that Elaine picked, but I did do the, um, I had a backup when he said there's new old acts coming up all the time. And then they furthered on when he says Ricky Martin's coming back. He's like, I'm dead. I'm done. I'm going to end up doing bar mitzvahs. And he says, no, you're not. 13 year old kids have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That's fucking cold blood right <laughs> I didn't write a favorite scene. I had a very hard time with it because I just found this whole movie so delightful. <laughs> there, isn't, there, isn't many, there isn't any scenes that drag and there's all scenes no. that you're like, just get through this. I know what's going to happen, you know? Well, just yeah. pick one. I, I'll go with the, the, the pop-up entire... video yeah. end, too, I guess. Yeah. You could have The, the entire... end, there's you no know, the shit. concert to the end of the credits. There you go. There's no Which encompasses shit. all of y'all's favorite no, just right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, I you know I've owned this movie for a long time. It had a dollar ninety nine sticker on the front when I it it had been opened. I've seen it before. Some of my movies I bought at like the Blockbuster clearance and <laughs> never watched, but it had a dollar ninety nine sticker on the front, and I was like, I forget about this movie, but it is delightful. <laughs> What's funny is we own this as well, and Elaine, we have all of our DVDs in the garage. She had to dig through and find it in the back, and I was like, you know, it's on HBO Max right now. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And when I sat down to watch it, I was like, fuck, I didn't grab the remote for the DVD player. Oh, HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, well, the DVD has a gag reel. We watched the gag reel and the oh, deleted yeah? scenes. Well, well I did. those were only funny the first time you've seen mm-hmm. You've never seen this movie before, so they would have been funny. <laughs> Are we done either? <laughs> All right. So, anyways, that's that. Four Probably. yays. So, think? please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast, on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast, on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. You can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, crap. And, I had the song open, but it's zam- not there anymore. Next week <laughs> on the podcast is Elaine's pick. So, on the podcast next week, we will have a very special guest. Uh oh. And I. Is it Brad Garrett? Maybe. That would be And cool. I let. No, he's he stinks. And I let this very special guest pick the movie, which is Stardust. Are we not going to say who the guest I is? I would will no. pick Stardust. Which oh, is from, no, which Vic, is an adventure coming. fantasy movie from 2007, who this person has repeatedly requested that I do this movie. Um, and Everybody knows who it is now. You can, well, Why? All of our friends know. Never mind. Keep going. So please tune in next week to hear what our thoughts on Stardust. With our special guest. With our special guest. Brad Garrett. Vic. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Who smells? Quentin Tarantino. She would no, well, like Gary Oldman would be fun. Oh, hell yeah. But only if he was going to be... Would, uh, he, would he be fun or would you find out he's just some dude named Gary? 
Uh, he's probably just some dude named Gary. I bet he's not very animated in his real life because he's so over the top when he acts. He's well, probably when he overacts? Like, Drexel wasn't overacting. What did you pick here? <laughs> it's the song. It's Pop Goes My Heart because that's no. the only appropriate song. <laughs> I can't believe you. What are you doing? All right, I'll change it. Goodness, guys. Tony's going to sing for Oh, my fucking God. No. <laughs> You're not. Wow. You should have just ah, gone with what you had. Sorry. Now we're gonna, my everybody phone sings does in not the shower. Like, I'm not with my new phone. I'm not on your internet. So it's taking forever. You need to get out. We should probably get on the internet. We should have done it before we started. Our friends right now are listening to the podcast going, all right, it's over. I'm not listening to this last part because you guys just suck. I don't know. Maybe they... Do we have to have a song? Can't we just end Can we just sing? No. I feel it in my... <laughs> I feel it in my toes. Oh, now there's a Ghirardelli ad. All right, that's it. I'm calling. I was too 